Infant. Today, Bible podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian. Conflicted. I'm still here. <laughs> I. It's the Try journey. The <laughs> when, when she says, it's the journey. <laughs> Oh, and you know, it's funny because Tisha Campbell can sing. I mean, she's an, kind of an icon. Like, she was in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Like, so it's not a knock on her per se, but it's so it's ridiculous. That became like the internet, like, lexicon. <laughs> and like, I, yeah. I always remember her, and this isn't, again, to your point, not fair to her career. I always think of her from My Wife and Kids. Yes, Jay. I think that was her name. Uh, so I'm like, it was funny when, like, that became like an internet meme, like, bringing up. Her performance, like she really does have a career, like <laughs> she has a legit career, and she chose to go like the housewife route and put out yeah. a song and the dance. I'm, yeah, I'm I was, still. Arms. <laughs> it reminded me of like the short-lived housewife career of, I think the girl from um, uh, Black is that the group name? You know the group that sings, "Oh baby, bring it on to me." I think you're right. Yeah, with a Q-U-E. Yeah, Q-U-E. And her and her husband, Ron DeVoe from New Edition, when they went on that TV show and they were doing all that bouncing, and they were like... <laughs> well, and I was trying to remember, too, because, like, as... I, I'm going to say it wrong. SWV, Sisters with Voices, was that the one? Yeah. They, that lady was on Survivor. So I feel like there's all I was I've been doing trying to do like a deep dive on some of these like older nineties like, groups. groups. Yeah. Because they're like resurfacing and like Drew that's on Atlanta, Real Housewives of Atlanta was like an actress and she was in like uh white girls. And the, I was watching Drag Race the other day and I was like, did Michelle Visage's band actually exist? Like, did that ever happen? <laughs> did that really happen? <laughs> I was trying to like, yeah, and it's kind of like a spider web. You find one, and then you're like, okay, because that, yeah, they're all resurfacing in these. Drew yeah. in Step Up, and then this last episode, she oh, met with right. this director, music video director, and he was, <laughs> she goes, yeah, I was in Step Up, and he's like, what's Step Up? And I was just like, Channing Tatum, get some get culture, one, come on, get some culture. <laughs> That's where I, we got yeah. got that great Sean Paul song. Kick. And I was like watching, I was like, wait, is that the lady that's on Real Housewives? Yeah, Drew's like always, and she was in the game. She's always been like around, but you did, probably didn't know what's her name. But she was also in that video from Step Up with Sean Paul and Keisha Cole. Oh, yeah. Gonna give it up for me. I feel like she was in Chris Brown's doing a lot of video, Never Right Time to Say Goodbye. But I had to research that. But she seems like she would be in that. But yeah, Tisha oh. Campbell definitely pulled a housewife move on us. Um, Courtney's Drew, you were getting overshadowed by your dudes. Like Drew's whole storyline was overshadowed by her horrible husband. Now, hopefully, ex. Right, <laughs> soon to be divorced. Bye, Drew Sedora. I forgot what his name was. Some stupid name like Larry Charlie Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, there it is. I committed it to memory because he gave me the. He's he, trash. Before I knew that they were like racing to the courthouse to get divorced. <laughs> Like, I don't like that guy. He's weird. <laughs> He's good looking, but you know, like a personality can just really fucking change all that. Like, He's good looking. Like if you didn't know him, it's like Tristan Thompson. I'm sure if I saw Tristan Thompson walking down the street, 
I'd be like, God damn. But because we know him, it's like, ugh, you're disgusting. I, I still am happy to admit you can go back to the older episodes. Those early episodes, I was like, he seems nice. You were on board. And I was like, nope, I don't trust it. I wasn't full Chris, but I was like, he seems nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't full Chris. But you were like, <laughs> oh, this mic can work. And then, nope. It might be a breath of fresh air. I was wrong. I did do my research. I didn't know how he arrived there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was anything but a breath of fresh air. But I'm sure Chris loves it secretly. Like, what? He cheated again? Get the cameras over Ratings here. up, bitches. <laughs> Get the cameras over here. Um, Courtney's pregnant. She announced it in a very, yes, snap it up for her, a very cute way. Yes. Well, and um, as the listeners of this podcast know, it's a rare day when I don't have internet service. And on those days, Pretty much every interesting thing that's happened to this family since we started this podcast happens. And I went camping this weekend. And I don't have any phone service unless you went to, like, the clubhouse of the campground. And then there was, like, light Wi-Fi. So the morning after, <laughs> I, like, went on Wi-Fi and saw that Courtney had announced she was pregnant. I was like, every like time. Clockwork, baby. Clockwork. And Natalie, give Natalie her flowers. She said last week there were rumors swirling, but she wouldn't, you know. That the streets were talking. She wouldn't corroborate them unless she had better sources. And there we go. But I thought the funniest thing was, I thought it was cute and hilarious. And good for Courtney in general. So many people are like, wait, how was Travis surprised? Like, she's showing. Wouldn't he know? I was like. Are the millennial whites out here like a dying breed? (laughs) It's from the music video, from all the small things. Well, I think there's a weird assumption that he didn't know. I was like, I didn't, I never assumed he didn't know. Why would he not know? Even if there wasn't the music video, it would have been funny. Like, he's in a rock band and she has a sign and like, they have to announce it eventually. Yeah, I just thought it was, especially because I I was going to say, when I saw her stomach, I was like, oh, this is just a cute way to announce it. I don't think he just did He wasn't surprised. I'm like, well, why would he be? (laughs) As much as he touches her, unless he's that fucking stupid where you can just tell him, like, oh, I've gained weight. But Well, and they've been doing in vitro, like, all this other stuff. Like, she's, like, several months along. Yeah. This is, we're in second trimester. Can we just be like, this was a cute way to announce it. And also, It's from all the small things. That's like their most popular music video. Literally the only song of theirs I know and the only video I think I've ever watched of theirs. I know. I'm so sad. I like... Their show in Sacramento's on Friday. Where'd you supposed to go? Or at least try to go. Yeah, I was going to try to go. I've just been broke as a joke. And it's (laughs) the last day of school for Fridge Bay. Mm Mm-hmm. Million and a half things going on with her family. My mom's retiring. Oh wow, it's just impossible. Think you can pull it off, and I'm just like the little middle school white girl with <laughs> and bands is like, oh. But the tickets were nuts. Like we tried to buy some when they first came out, and they were like way too expensive. I got excited because my sister was like, "Oh, we're going." I was like, "What the fuck?" Tell <laughs> us. She's like, "Oh, whatever." So then I looked up the tickets. And they were like 70 bucks. I was like, okay, that's totally doable. doable. Mm-hmm. They're all the ones that are like behind the monitor. 
All you the can, ones you could like so you can hear. You can hear. You're not gonna be able yeah. to see anything, but you can hear. It. I did that with Beyonce the last time, and it's absolutely not worth it. It's <laughs> and depressing. I also didn't think I was gonna go to Beyonce, and my friend kept bugging me, and now I have Beyonce tickets because he bought them for us as a gift. And I'm just like, do you have your outfit, or do you have an inkling of what you might wear? I keep changing my mind because this bitch keeps coming out with new outfits. Yeah, she's like, I mean, every show now feels like a new fit. I think it's good, though. It keeps people on their toes, kind of steers people away from, like, the Taylor Swift crowd. I feel mm-hmm. like it was, like, at the beginning of the summer, everyone was like, we got to do metallic and we got to do cowboy hats. Mm-hmm. And, like, so now we're getting some variety. We're moving more towards the disco of it all. Yeah. And I got this, like, pantsuit that's all sequins for my friend's bachelorette that I was thinking of wearing. But it's supposed to be, like, a 1,000 degrees in San Jose. That's what's holding me up, too. Yeah. it's I'm going in August in Vegas. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be hot. Is the Vegas one outside? Yeah. It's at Allegiant, like, where the Raiders uh, play. Well, yeah. you've been there. You were there yeah, last but, year. Um, really yeah. I feel like at least they're better equipped. Levi's is, like. Oh my god, I'm so anti Levi Stadium. Direct sunlight, like yeah. I will say Allegiant, like it's easier to get to like the aisles. It's just more equipped for like the heavy sunlight. I feel like so. Well, Vicky has already ordered a outfit option from Sheen. So (laughs) (laughs) my friend did get a bunch of uh, Sheen outfits uh, for the bachelorette party, and I was like, I thought we weren't supposed to order from them. Yeah. out good there was a lot of disco stuff on there so yeah it's, it was like a, it's like a short set. outfit like 20 seconds after she wears it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> them and dolce gabbana apparently <laughs> just pump out right. some looks <laughs> yeah, it's a little cheaper. Right. they're probably using the same unethical standards but. right which is why you know i will talk about this in the episode I, I wrote down, Courtney didn't say this, but what Courtney's basically saying is you're cheapening to Kim is you're cheapening my wedding you're just like Pumping out some looks with of things yeah. that I took time to pick out, and I really and oh. Kim's like, whatever, we can make remake that in ten minutes. Kim is a machine, but also Kim has sued uh, Fashion Nova. Nova and she and all these things. I have so many thoughts. I I I tried to be a professional like Natalie, and I wrote down notes for this episode, <laughs> and mostly I write down because I will forget. I will literally forget what happened in the episode because it's so not interesting. So I have to write it down. um, Self-awareness is key. Um, So Kim was on the cover. I lose focus. Right. Kim was on the cover of Time Magazine of their 100 most influential companies. To which the Spanx founder has to be like just flipping tables every time Kim gets like recognized for skin. I guess if you pulled like slightly younger people, which I also don't think younger people are wearing shapewear. Maybe if you pulled them, they would be like Spanx isn't a household name. But like you call Kleenex. Yeah. That's a brand name. Like tissues are Kleenex. Band-aids are Vaseline. Like yeah. Vaseline is triple antibiotic ointment. I feel like that spanks and yeah. it happened for a pretty long time yeah and i don't need, i actually think skims has a, done a decent job branding especially after they picked the horrible first name and kanye's stupid logo and stuff like i think they've done okay with their branding is good the products seem decent it it should just be like yeah we entered the shape world market 
But instead, every time, and I was like shocked when I saw it. I sent it to Natalie as soon as I saw it. The time cover. I'm like, are we still doing this? Where Kim is like this groundbreaker? Like, how long has Skims been around? How many dudes? Yeah, I thought the Skims moment was over. I didn't know we were still celebrating. And, and I it, have skins. Let, like, let's not forget. I do yeah, have, like, like, three pairs of skins. It's a decent product. Like, it's not yeah. ubiquitous, though. It's And it doesn't need to be. Like, she doesn't need to be on the cover of Time. Just like she didn't need to be on the cover of Vogue when she, like, tweeted once that she was going to be a lawyer. And suddenly she's, like, social justice, like, queen. It's, like, it just, it's too much. And I don't know if that's her fault or their fault. But you know they're pitching those influentialists are generally PR operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who wants to be on this list, and what are you going to give us? And then uh, she told the same dumb story about dying the shit in a bathtub with coffee and tea. Like she's was in prison and thought of this idea. First of all, let me read the quote because it's so good. <clears throat> it started off with simply finding shapewear that was a skin tone that would match my color. I used to take my shapewear and dye it with tea bags and coffee in the bathtub. Founded in late 2019, Skim says it made $500 million last year. In its latest round of funding in January 2022, the brand, which is privately held, was valued at $3.2 billion, double what it had been valued just nine months prior. The company is testing <laughs> testing new brand extensions, such as a foray into bridal wear. And Kardashian exclusively tells Time, a line of men's loungewear and underwear launching this fall. And yes, there will be men's shapewear, she adds, but that will come later. Learn how the mogul went from dyeing shapewear in her bathtub to building a $3.2 billion company. And how her daughter Northwest inspired the idea for an ice spice campaign. End quote. Like, everything listed has already been done, which is fine. Good branding, you don't need to be the first one to do the thing. That's Mm -hmm. what I think is insane with this family is they always want to say, like, some sort of, like, benchmark. Like, it didn't exist to have shapewear in different shades. Yes, it did, actually. Yeah. And I still... room for a new competitor? Yes, but, like, it existed. I'm still not, because I'm not a fashion girly or a lingerie girly, whatever. I still don't know why you need shapewear in your skin tone. I think it's a nice aesthetic, maybe, but if I'm not sure. Clothes. Or if the you're wearing need. what Kim is wearing, sure, but you don't need it. Yeah, that part. And then um, someone made the good point, too, in our group about Kim thinks she's the same shade as coffee and tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and someone said, well, like, what year is it? Like, is it is this, like, 1700s? Like, do you need to do that? But also, Kim, if you went to Ross or anywhere or a department store or Nordstrom, every shapewear company that exists that are all knockoffs of Sphinx have an absurd amount of shades. Specifically in your shade. I think that's the thing that caught, that made me cackle. And she was like, it's so hard to find shapewear for white women. Somebody yeah, needs to white do something. White women is slightly tan. Like, <laughs> I mean, that shit had me weak. I mean, what's band-aids? Through clothes, I'm going to wear a pearl necklace to the Met Gala. So I need a perfectly hand-dyed undergarment. Like, 
what are you talking like she doesn't <laughs> need to do all that it would be fine to say i felt like the shapewear industry had become stagnant and it kind of was in like a niche where it didn't feel wearable and there weren't enough options or wasn't accessible i don't know make some shit up yeah, it was oh, very simple. But to be like, I dyed my old Spanx and I chopped them up. And like, she didn't even say Spanx, by the way. She says, my old stuff, shapewear, whatever she calls it. Chopped it up and then I'm like dyeing it with coffee in the bathtub. Because Robert Kardashian Sr., rest in peace, Esquire, told me to be innovative. Yeah, like, it's very. I have other colors of Spanx, woman. <laughs> That's. I, don't I would like you're going go for. to Costco and we would just buy all this tea and Folgers and I would just fill the bathtub up and I'd pour the Folgers in. Like I never drank that stuff, but like Folgers, Folgers, Maxwell House, any cheap coffee and I would dye all my shapewear and then I would cut it. <laughs> I used to just like literally cut it. And then one day I was like, I should just make a lot. Like, we don't need the story. Just say, like, I think shapewear was very on brand for her. Yeah. And it made sense. But she's like, why are we still having this conversation? When did Skims come out? Her and Kanye were still together. Yeah. I was like, this story again. I feel like we've been transported back in time. (laughs) She's like, if anyone follows NBA, NBA Twitter, NBA Instagram, even slightly, she's like LeBron James. LeBron James is a liar as well, but like (laughs) lies about dumb shit. Like he'll be like, oh yeah, I'm reading the the, the autobiography of Malcolm X. No, you're not. You're definitely not. You read the first page and you were done with it. I'm not a professional, but I feel like it's like, a narcissist thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm saying such a narcissist that you're going to become a sociopath and like kill your family. And again, you can be shades of a narcissist and be a decent person. Yeah. We all have issues. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm have ADHD, like, or whatever you want to call it. It's not, it's not like being a narcissist is bad. I think that's kind of been like a thing that's become like a bad label. Yeah, it's quite entertaining. There's shades of narcissistic (laughs) behavior there where it's like, I can't take what you're saying 100% seriously. As Logan Roy once said, I love you, but you're not serious people. And literally later in this episode, again, I think everything is very strategically planted in the Hulu era of this family. They talk about oh, like, let's make up this storyline with Chloe and the guy, and we'll get to that later. But it's like, okay, so you do make up stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why would we be, like, compelled by your already made-up story about dyeing underwear brown with coffee that we've heard 500,000 times? <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, she and turn LeBron James have that bad. Like, the last time LeBron... And you can Google this. Just Google LeBron James lies, and it will come up, like... The last thing he lied about, he was down, I think, 3-0 to the Denver Nuggets. And he's like, yeah, man, everyone's been texting me. Is this the end of LeBron? Is this the end? Who's texting you that? What friend, <laughs> what friend, actual friend is going to text you and be like, guess this is the end of your career? <laughs> if anyone wants to hate us and send us emails, that's fine. Go ahead. We all know LeBron is going to go down as one of the greatest of the greats. We're happy with that. He's right. really, really good at basketball. He's made great strides. I defended him when he went to Miami. 
I defended him when he came back to Cleveland. I defended him when he left Cleveland. <laughs> the man flops. He pretends to be dramatic when the calls that he never gets get called. Like, that's his thing. It's just a little shtick. Like, even Kobe, rest in peace, did the same thing. Like, it's just the thing that people do. And I think it comes with being extremely obsessed with success and yeah. maybe slightly narcissism. Again, doesn't make you a bad person. We're just observing. It's <laughs> definitely entertainment purposes only. Like, I don't take anything yeah. Kim or LeBron James say, says seriously, yeah. like, but the well, lies they tell are quite <laughs> fucking hysterical. Like LeBron James will go so far so far as to carry a book around that he knows he's not reading. <laughs> You're not reading that book. <laughs> Please stop. Uh, there, this is um the first time I went out with Fridge Bay, it was COVID. So you were, and I think I told the story before. It was COVID, so you like weren't supposed to like see each other or be in close spaces or whatever. Uh, and we went back to my house, but I had a deck, so I was like, "We'll sit on the deck." But then eventually it was cold, so I was like, "Well, we come inside, and I'll open all the doors and windows." <laughs> and I purposely cleaned the house in case this happened, and I had all these books like stacked mm-hmm. under my plant. And mm-hmm. he was like, do you read those? Or, like, did you put those out as decoration? And I was like. So tempting to say yes. <laughs> Which, he was correct. <laughs> but also, fuck him. Because the first time I came over to his house, same thing. He had a copy of Malcolm X's documentary <laughs> or, uh, biography. Biography, yeah. Coffee table. Yeah. And I was like, I've seen, now that I'm married to this man, I'm like. You start a lot of books. You don't <laughs> exactly. Fine, I don't finish them either. <laughs> yeah. Well, LeBron was like the sad part about LeBron. This is when the Black Lives Matter thing was going down, and they had the bubble, and he was like uh, getting, taking pictures on the bike with yeah. the book, and Me he's and always on. Was like, I'm just gonna make you guys coffee. Yeah, I'm just gonna sell you guys expensive. I'm gonna ass charge coffee. you thirty dollars because you have it. <laughs> I'm not reading shit, but yeah, LeBron is a. Quite entertaining liar at that, but he'd be lying too. Um, okay, let's go in the episode. So we pick back up in Milan. By the way, I'm so fucking over Milan and Dolce and Cabana and the fact that we have to do this again next episode. Like, wrap this so, the fuck up. It's so heavy handed, and I feel like we all look like Boo Boo the Fools because when the trailer for this season came out, I feel like it seemed like Hulu laid down the hammer. Like make it interesting and the trailer seemed interesting they always do shout out to whoever does the trailer you fool me every season <laughs> every yeah. season Duke. the holiday cameron diaz's character thank you for that <laughs> work but yeah it's like i was like confused and i've said this before am i on the right episode because it's like are we still talking about this are we still talking about getting looks for the dolce show first bullet point and I said this to Natalie when I started watching. Kim is a compulsive liar. <laughs> liar. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? First of all, Danielle spent like all day and all night on that plane. And I'm like, did she eat? Did she get to? Like, only thing Kim asked her was like, oh, where'd you sleep? Did you sleep in my bed? And she's like, no, the bed next. I'm wondering, like, did you eat? Did you? I mean, obviously, there's probably a bathroom on there. Go to the bathroom. Like, did you have water? Are you okay? Shower? Are you okay? Well, even Tracy was like, "Was she just on the plane? It was dark, or what?" And Kim's like, "I don't know." Paid, but it's just like, oh, if I'm in Kim's orbit, like I must be successful. I'm like, 
I'm and I, you know, it's interesting too. We never really found out how she got the passport. That, no. Did I miss that? Like, I just because it was probably a made up storyline. Now that <laughs> no, they just. Make I really hope money. Danielle, please have some dignity and don't stay on a plane, or agree to say you were on a plane for a day and a night or well, however long. For we got this line. by the end of last episode where I'm like, I think maybe they just made that whole storyline up with the passport so that it could seem like Kim had more creative say than she originally had. Well, interesting enough, like Kim was oh like, oh my God, I'll step in. Kim was not making any real suggestions. And even when she was, they were getting shot down. So I was kind of like, and then she's like, I'm just kind of frustrated. But then I took note because I, I, I'm not doing Dolce and Gabbana. I'm doing like software companies like earnings reports. But still, there's a method where when you get creative review and she'd be like, maybe do it like the way that I wore it that one time. Or like, I don't like that. If I was the designer in the room or the creative director or anybody fucking else, you would say like, okay, like tell me more. Like you would ask probing questions to try to get like more understanding of what's perspective yeah and like good creative people don't necessarily give prescriptive feedback but like a person (laughs) working for them knows how to like give them like the structure to give feedback and like finally at one point she was like i would go silver shoes but i would if i was working with her i'd be like okay like what do you like what's the point of view of the silver shoes like She's just like sitting there. She's like, they don't like any of my ideas. They liked when I curated all these outfits for Courtney's wedding, but like I just like there. It's like it was a lot to watch. Yeah, it was it was interesting to watch how kind of fake it was. Like I almost felt bad for Kim. Um I was kind of like, they're clearly using you, and I think you were okay <laughs> with that until you found out they were actually used. Yeah. I wrote that down as the true villains are Dolce <laughs> Gabbana. Right. Yeah, that, already, those are the real villains. We already knew that these guys sucked. <laughs> and Corey got a deal with the silky pajamas. That should have been the first Chris, red flag. Chris is probably the sneakiest snake in all of this. She was, <laughs> but you know. Again, we, we'll we'll dive deeper into the dynamics of Courtney and Kim, like, not letting each other just, like, live. But, yeah, that was the most obvious thing to me. I was like, um, I think Dolce & Gabbana is just being extremely opportunistic. Yeah. Which they had to do, and we've talked to this in previous seasons where we knew the wedding was coming up, is because their brand is bad. Like, yeah. they have pissed off a lot of people. They've said a lot of horrible things. They kind of that mystique of them from like the 90s with like Naomi Campbell and all the like supermodels had kind of died down. So they were trying to like latch on to anybody. Anything. They were um before I get into that what made me say like, oh okay, y'all are just really using her to Kathleen's point of Kim and the lies. So this is what Kim said. So she's talking to that Vogue editor. Mind you, we've been doing this for about four episodes. And every time Kim talks about how we kind of got to the collaboration, the story has changed every time. Before it was, we had talked before about a book. Then it was, oh, they just loved my look and everything about it. Even though we saw in the various fittings, they were telling her to sit the hell down and they weren't doing anything she was saying. Um, She said, I've been a big collector of their archive. And then they proceed to show some pictures of her in past looks, which is very intentional. Then she said, my looks were inspiring to the team. 
And she's talking about, I think the looks at her wedding, the Courtney's wedding. And then she goes on to say, I want to respect court and uh, not use any of court's looks. Mind you, she's maintained they did not talk at the wedding. So that was kind of a strange thing. Also, too, a couple episodes ago, even in the meeting, Danielle had already said they made your looks for the wedding pretty quickly. So they were already in bed together by the time Courtney got married. We've said this a million times. Doth protest too much. Shakespearean. Kim was wearing those stupid fucking Balenciaga pointy boot pants mask, full sleeve, glove thing, stretchy material for like two years straight. Yeah. And then suddenly, like days within Courtney's wedding, she has a completely new hairdo. She's going way, way more for like that specific look. She has all these archive pieces. And it's not like she's never worn Dolce Tango Bottom before. Chris yeah. has worn them many a times. But it's like, okay, Kim, like this isn't a good look that you all of a sudden are like the Dolce and Gabbana poster child. <laughs> she's trying to make it seem like it was so organic. Yeah. And like, and you don't think you it was. Seem, you did seem miserable at her wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all saw it in real time. And then to hear Courtney give like a seemingly like fairly like honest reaction to how Kim was acting at the wedding, not even like a bitchy place, just like friends and people were like, is Kim like okay? Like maybe she was sad because she got divorced and she's at a wedding, you know? Mm-hmm. Like no one would have thought anything twice. But, yeah, like, you weren't dressing like that, Kim. Yeah. And then after your little Dolce & Gabbana fashion show that you supposedly cure in, you stopped dressing like that. <laughs> That's what I was laughing. Like, Natalie just posted this thing on Say Bible where she's wearing, like, camo, like, stretchy pants and a sports bra and a hip pack. A fur fanny pack. Oh. That's how she dresses, like, 99% of the time. Someone said she like, dresses like weeks, a spice girl. Two weeks only, she was wearing... Corsets, boning, even in the episode they talked about how she never wears leopard. I'm like, well, then why the fuck did you wake up one day and decide that you wear leopard? No, that was another lie. Because I'm like, yeah. girl, oh, we yeah. have the receipts. Yeah, it we was met like, you wearing leopard. You that whole Kardashian collection at Sears. The center is part bleach blonde wig. You were wearing the center part bleach blonde wig for like way too Two long. Two years. And long. for like this weird magical window of like a month around Courtney's wedding. He got a side part. It's very 90s. Linda and uh, Abdi. You know, you're wearing corsets. You're wearing rose patterns. Uh, uh, suddenly, I've always been an archivist. Yeah. Oh, this has just been me. I want to know about this book they wanted to do with her. Remember, she glossed. Oh, they wanted to do a book, but um, I've always. Like, you're not wrong. The they probably had previous conversations with you, but like, why are you telling us in four and four episode arc that you did everything right and like, at the my tipping point when she was like, I have the emails to show. I tried to push. This she off. doesn't even know I have this email for where I tried to push it out. Well, now I told them don't <laughs> do it next year. Wink, wink. Do it next year. Wink, wink. What's Girl, interesting about that statement? Too, anything that was even remotely like this five seconds ago. Once again, just like no information. We didn't really get a why they couldn't push it out to next year. They were no. just like, no. I'm like, I, w- I would love the explanation. I'm sure there is one. I'm not saying there isn't. Yeah. But we that'd probably been a little helpful to us and maybe Courtney to know why they couldn't because they, well, they and, and because I think the the real 
the fact of the matter is, and they don't want to say out loud, they're still riding off the buzz of Courtney's wedding. That's why they didn't want to push it out a year. Well, and like, I even, I felt like Kim, when Courtney was talking to Kendall, it seemed very like normal, like a normal conversation to have. Mm-hmm. And we had like, you know, like me and Fridge Bay, we had like a pretty like on purpose impromptu wedding we didn't really want to do anything fancy we eloped we had like a reception it was still a huge headache there was a lot of like <laughs> craziness so many trips to grocery outlet yeah <laughs> so many trips to grocery outlet so many family members weighing in like it was a lot yeah and i have twin friends that like they both got engaged at the same time and they both said to each other let's get married on separate years mm-hmm. so like no one else has to like Think it's about not, it. Like, it's not like, like bride like, wars. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, and it's just like, you have parents, you have siblings, like, you have to make decisions. It's like, and just let the person be like, that's all you can think about. And I wasn't, I had like no preconception about like, oh, I have this look in my head. or It was just, it, it was very all consuming. So I felt like I felt like a little bit of empathy for Courtney in that moment where it's like, yeah, it is kind of like this thing that kind of like consume consumes you. It's all anyone wants to talk to you about. By the time we got to our reception, we were like, maybe we should have just eloped and never had this stupid party. So I was like feeling for her watching this. I was like, I felt like she was just being honest. And then, and it was like maybe 10 minutes of the episode. Then you have multiple episodes of Kim going on and on and on about the amount of effort she took to not step on Courtney's toes. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, you did step on Courtney's toes in not maybe a horrible way, but like, why are we watching multiple episodes of you explaining it? Yeah. Courtney's just sitting there being like, I don't know. I kind of wished like it didn't happen that way. And then when Courtney's not on camera, they're all like, isn't she crazy to be like texting us this? Like, ah. um, that's interesting. And the first thing, the thing that made me say, oh, they're just really using Kim. When Dulce had that gray outfit, the black straps. And Kim was like, maybe not the black strap. She can wear it like I wear it. And Demonica was basically like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> it was all I hate it the way you wore it. <laughs> it also struck me when that happened, too, because I feel like Kim always looks so uncomfortable in her clothes. Mm-hmm. And everything's always kind of like cinched at certain parts. Mm-hmm. So that. It's like the tightest it can possibly be. And mm-hmm. they cut to her picture and like the leggings were like squeezed right at her small spot of her waist. But then you see the model wearing them and there's more like crisscrossing and kind of like this fabrication that makes it look interesting. I'm like, yeah, like Kim shouldn't be wearing these like runway looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really cool. And I actually think, again, Dolce & Gabbana, as people are maybe suck, but like that style, like corseting, like more tailored stuff works for her body type better than like the stretchy stuff that she always wears. And I think too, cause of Kim's height, like people have to remember she's like five, four. So yeah. some stuff I think just will naturally look crazy on sense. her. Yeah. yeah. That's supposed to be runway. You see it on her. You're like, what? And then you see it on an actual model or well, someone and, like, a little bit taller. It makes sense. To be like, well, I wear it without the straps. And Dominica was like, I don't give a fuck how you wore it. And I actually hated I, it. I so. Just <laughs> I just keep thinking of uh, Devil Wears Prada, which is like florals for spring. 
groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Not the entire time Kim said anything. And even when they did show her stuff, it was always a bootleg of that Balenciaga thing with the mm-hmm. gloves and the like stretchy boots. Yeah. Do you think the glasses makes it two men in black? They had no fucking clue what she was talking about. They were like, no, it's fine, girl. Go sit down. Um, anyway, next look. And that was another weird thing to me for not to harbor on this and we'll move on. Why didn't they have looks ready? Like, it just felt like it felt again, like they just used her. They were like, we already have what pick out some stuff you want. We'll do what we want. Then you come to Milan a couple days before and like pick out a jacket and we'll call it a day. Like it didn't make sense. All this work so close to leading up. It was weird. Well, and I think Courtney's line that she says she's driven, but she doesn't know what drives her was a something that was like graceful. It wasn't like she was shitting on her, but I think it also nailed it on the head. Like, I think so much of this infatuation with doing this wasn't even necessarily about Courtney getting attention and Kim not getting it. Is that Kim was desperate for a way to show that she had fashion integrity without yeah. Kanye. Yeah, yeah. And Danielle. And without Kanye and so Danielle. Obsessive about this thing that like really no one cared about. And in the way you stepped on your sister. You know, it was like There's a lot going on there, but that's what I took out of it is that I think she put way more weight into the Stolce and Gabbana thing because she was trying to make her mark outside of Kanye. Yeah, she did mention a lot like, oh, my confidence. And I just did that. I'm like, are we watching the same show? I feel like Dolce did not take 90% of the comments you were talking about. (laughs) But even before that, she tried to do stuff when her and Kanye first separated. She tried to go on that Euro trip and she was like wearing the weird hat and like sweater combos like even her talking about skims it's like so much of that was how Yeezy already was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the isolated images on the white background and the shades of all the neutrals that was such a like specific thing that Yeezy was already doing and also when skims started Connie was a part of it so I it think felt like this was she kind of latched on to this I think she did. And I think what's going on with Kim, I think Kim, ever since turning 40 and divorcing Kanye, specifically divorcing Kanye, not so much turning 40, she's been in an identity crisis. Yeah. And she's been clinging to whatever identity she thinks she like, oh, well, lawyer. Okay. People are, I'm kind of over that. So now I'm going to be like a creative director. I feel like Kim has always kind of struggled with like, what is my identity? But like, I want to be somebody. Yeah. And I, I think that's not a bad thing. Like, I think right. if anything, that was always something that people, that's why the family became such, like, this enigma is because, like, she had this drive to be, like, somebody. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How do you get into entertainment? But it's just becoming kind of like, all right, we get it now. Like, you're trying to figure it out, and then you don't want to admit that's what you're doing anymore. At least in the early days, you were like, just want to be famous. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. You I was gonna say I get it. You want to be more than just a famous reality star or socialite. But unfortunately, I don't think she is truly capable of excelling in the areas that she's been trying she to pursue. Always seems lost. And I think there's been times, even I've said this, like when she was when she was doing like the video game stuff and like she was I saw her at the uh, what was that called? It, 
impact something like that but she did this like talking series they would always have Mm -hmm. in san francisco um i think there was like a brief flicker of like her just feeling like yeah i'll I'll do whatever like i'm just happy to try things and like yeah you know that was great it's like you should feel okay especially now that it is okay so many people are reality people who utilize their platforms or their connections to get more famous and make more money yeah absolutely period (laughs) so like why are you spending like 25 minutes of this episode telling us this long ass story one we're supposed to believe one you're telling us is a made-up story (laughs) that's just like it could be so much more interesting if they were just like yep yeah um so god i we're not talking about this kendall and kylie riding horses like (laughs) please i started to fast forward but then i was like you know on the off chance there's something here i'll watch it but if you haven't seen this episode well you don't need to watch it but if you do skip right past this shit all i do is like you could tell they had kendall like pause between each little sound bite (laughs) but they could pull the ones out that'd be like How's the pregnancy going? And then she was like, she talks about the ultrasound. It was like a normal person would have been like, my horse is pregnant. Can't wait. But instead it was like. And the crazy part off. about that, they talked about they that. I want to talk about the pregnancy scare. <laughs> they talked about that during this weird, let me flip because we're not going to spend any time on this, but I wrote it down. You have some EMS training, which we never got an explanation on what EMS training is, why they're doing it. We just saw them do that, and then all of a sudden it was, how's the pregnancy? <sighs> Commercial. Yeah, like, those weird, like, um, the electromagnetic thing. Yeah. I always, it always kind of makes me sad when you see, and this isn't, I hate shitting on people's looks, but, like, Kylie looks so weird when she, like, doesn't have all of her makeup and, like, done up. I, like, I'm very sad. Yeah, because of the fillers, I think, right? Because yeah, Joan Joan Rivers, I love yeah. Joan Rivers, but Joan Rivers was like that. If Joan Rivers didn't have makeup on, oh, shit. Like the whole face was like melting off of yeah. her. I'm like, maybe, well, and thankfully, a lot of fillers dissolve. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's like some skin stretching and stuff. And there's other people out there that have better knowledge of this. And I'm also like, if you want to be like a plastic person, totally fine. Filler away. It's just always jarring with Kylie because, like, what you see when you see, like, full makeup and filtered and stuff, and then you see her this thing, and it's like, I almost didn't recognize her. I was like, who's that? And then I was like, oh, that's Kylie. Like, she just, her face looks so different. I think because she started young, too, that might have uh, something to do with, like, when she really didn't need to. Timmy era, even if carefully orchestrated, maybe that'll make her, like, not give a shit. And even just... Even if she doesn't give a shit and just shows us her regular face more often. And we get used to it. I think she's a young person who should be thriving. <laughs> right. Um, back to Milan. Because uh, we're still in Milan when we left. We're still in Milan. So Danielle <laughs> showed up for some reason. Because, they again, another person that get, didn't get used. But there was a debacle between the plastic dress and the sparkle dress. I can't believe I agree with Danielle. Because I don't think Danielle has good taste. Or I don't like the way she styles Kim. Let me put it that way. But she said that sparkle dress was too predictable and boring, which I actually agree. She looked like an old divorcee in that dress. <laughs> like, which she is, I guess. But it just did not. And that's the problem I think Kathleen kind of touched on with Dolce. Dolce Gabbana is not hip. It is not cool. It is not trendy. It 
toes the line of tacky. It just looks very old lady to me most of the time. Berlin, the housewives love Dolce & Gabbana. There you go. There you go. They're yeah. the tackiest people. <laughs> do. And like, again, that's not bad. If people are paying money to get your thing, if there's no market, fine. <laughs> but we like, call a spade a spade. Yeah, it's uh, the plastic dress wasn't like that great but i kind of got what danielle was kind of going for she kind of wanted to bring some youthfulness to kim and maybe something a little more trendy it wasn't a great dress either but um of course kim was feeling herself so she went with the sparkle dress um her friends lala came and olivia and natalie olivia and natalie's boobs look fucking nuts in this oh my episode. god i literally wrote that down i was like why do they look like that like who let them look like that it's like someone poured them in the dress it was so awkward, and, like, I'm, like, in sweats right now. I have... I'm in a Selena Quintanilla shirt. Like, yeah. And some thinks. Like, I'm not... Shorts. These girls are very beautiful. But it was, like, people shouldn't put you in ill-fitting clothing when a camera is about to come out. Like... And you're friends with the creative director of Dolce & Gabbana. It just shows you <laughs> that these people do not listen to anyone around them that has the ability to like stand up they either have yes people around them or they don't have anyone around them i don't know and like natalie and olivia aren't even like filming anymore they just have like a podcast like they're not on wax anymore they're just there to be like kim oh my god you're like beautiful yeah. and like, olivia is like gorgeous and her boobs look like they were being like strangled by like an animal from behind and first off, why were they even dressed like that? Like, I get it when, you're, film- like <laughs> when you're filming, you kind of want to look your best. Trust me, I know. But I'm not going to be looking fucking nuts like that. Like, that looks crazy. Have your tits out. Boobs are beautiful. Have them out. I don't care. But, like, have someone who loves you enough to be like, can we put them in something that, like, makes Brings them together. It's right. Or, like, it was like this thing from behind was coming from behind her, like, clawing her boobs apart. <laughs> And then the other one has, like, her face is, like, so fucked up looking all the time. You're always like, who's doing your makeup? In the words of Portia Williams, her boobs were social distancing. Like, yeah. one was over here, the other was over there. And Kim's just up there like, you make me horny. Because, like, a real friend would be like, I like this, but let's tweak it. Like, or, let's like, bring this. And Lala even looked nuts, if we're being honest. I'm like, what are, yeah. what's going on with your face yeah, and what I'm you're like, doing? I will give Lala the credit that, like, she seems like someone who doesn't care as much. Like, she has more <laughs> like, energy. We're like, if she looks like that, fine. The WAG twins, you know that they spent, like, a long-ass time with some person that's probably their cousin, stylist, like, telling them they look great. They look. I just didn't understand. I didn't understand why they were so dressed. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it they was, went somewhere after this because it was. It, they looked too dressed then, up. The person who told you those clothes fit right, they were wrong. I would be they, angry if my friend, especially if it was probably a cousin that I was paying money, told me I looked good in that. I'd be like, you're fired. This is where we hear that Kim had the idea to hook up Chloe with Michelle Morone. I think I'm pronouncing that very poorly, but whatever. The funny part about that is, which this is where Kim kind of sets up her family, I think. Like, I mean, sets them up for failure. 
You should have took that out of the show because if you guys remember the day after they took pictures together, Chloe and Michelle, his team put out a statement was like, everyone was like, no, we are not fucking together. We are not dating. We are not anything. Like it was like, (laughs) right. I don't know if he's straight, but straight or not, his team was like, you know what we're not doing is this. So they put that statement out. Even when the pictures, he doesn't even know her. Very unrealistic and forced. Yeah. Which would have been funny if it was like a uh, hijinks or it was a tie-in to his show or something. Instead, at the time, again, the problem with this show is at the time was like a um, hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, mm, all right, that doesn't seem real. Forget about it. Probably the next day there was like a school shooting or something and we all forgot about it. Now here we are. Now we're supposed to think it was like this funny grand scheme of Kim. Wasn't funny. Wasn't interesting. Then we have to go back and think about what other stuff do you lie about all the time? Like, <laughs> that was so funny. Here? Like, uh, you know, referencing Drag Race. Like, where are the jokes? I was like, was there a reason that we did this? Like, did you want Chloe to actually date this guy? You, it might have been like a sweet, nice thing if you were actually thinking of. Who could date Chloe? It was so weird. And it was too long. Too long. Yeah. And then, of course, we get Kim's really long list of the men she needs, which is basically uh, anti-Kanye list. (laughs) Anytime Kim says the H word is a felony, go to jail. Directly, straight to the jail. Um, Kim said the H word in relation to teeth. Makes her horny. That and fucking an aisle six of Rite Aid. her to jail. (laughs) I'm just going to use the F word. Felony. Felony? Do not (laughs) talk about being the H-O-R-N-Y word ever. Going to jail. I don't think you have, and I'm sad for you that you don't seem to have the ability to be H-O-R-N-Y. But this is when. L-I-M-A-X. Nonetheless, it should not have anything to do with teeth, especially when you've told us you can smell cavities and all this other weird shit. But this is the times where I think... Not the kink shame. I'm just saying you're lying. No, I know. This is when <laughs> I feel... This is when the asexual in Kim comes out. Or like, do you even like men? Are you even attracted to men? Because this list is the most Everybody likes sexy. <laughs> Everybody wants a supporter. Everybody wants to protect me. Uh, calm, not balding. Like, what is this list? It kind of um, reminded me of all the discourse with the idol, the stupid Sam Levinson show. That, um, enabled. The mm-hmm. Where they're like, a lot of the like sexy talk seemed like some 12 year old, like, <laughs> watching porn. <laughs> That's what I get from Kim. Yes. Like, no one says the H word out loud. I don't like to say it literally. Not because I, I sex is great. It's whatever people being in touch with their sexual side is great. If you're not and you're asexual, great. The H word, I just hate it because it's such a weird, outdated, like Austin Powers, like make you dumb, stupid fucking word. And I don't get any sexual energy out of Kim ever. So you're going to use this stupid, outdated word to talk about teeth. Yeah, horny. I don't know who actually in real life uses horny. It's usually like 
I want to fuck or like I find say, that hot. Like, I tell found your that friend, like sexy. Oh, that thing made me horny. Maybe that's one thing. But her being like, "Teeth make me so horny." <laughs> I know nobody in my life that says horny. Oh, it is a. It's a. I would be. It's kind for me, and I know white people are different, but especially black people or people of color. I guess we don't say cock. Like I put horny and cock in the word. same. In the same realm. Who is saying cock? Please stop saying cock. Please. It's weird. It's very like yeah. 70s, 60s porn. Like, like, oh, and again, I don't want to kink shame. If you like if someone says, oh, you make me so horny, fine, whatever. But like, it seems like an outdated turn to be like, I'm so horny <laughs> for this. And the again, we're calling out Kim because she's a liar. She's said <laughs> the H word about a bunch of random stuff before and we don't believe her. Remember, she was like, oh, a clean playroom makes me horny. Yeah, it about teeth. Like, it was funny enough to be like, oh, I get turned on by, like, a clean playroom. Not really. It wasn't funny at all. But also, like, I get the idea there that you're saying you get turned on by something that's not explicitly sexual. Teeth is and creepy you know and weird. Like, and, and you've already told us you can smell cavities. Like, there's just something gross and weird, and I don't believe her. It's like, all these things, I'm like, that just segment didn't need to exist. I think turned on would have been an improvement, but the it's word like, is horny. I get turned on when someone has nice teeth, but instead she's like, I'm horny, and then she's like, <laughs> don't Or I find that. So much. And, not, and teeth, you could say, like, a nice smile really does Everybody it Everybody likes nice teeth. But, like, teeth and horny, it's just, like, ugh, I just don't. And, you know, like I said, I think she has an issue with being vulnerable in general. Like, I she don't might think be, she knows how to be sexy. Cause I think she might be one of those women or people, let's say women because we're talking about Kim, who does not really enjoy sex. Like, she might be one of those that's, like, I'm not really into sex, which is fine. That There's well, people out there like that. You know, but something it's painfully that- obvious, though, at this point. <laughs> I think that also, and that's a great point, like, I think that touches on the deeper thing we've always thought about, where, like, this family has such a weird, like, importance set on, like, roles, and, like, especially with men, men who are father figures, all these things, and appearances, it's, like, everything is very, like, this is, like, how we think of this thing, that... Not to get, like, deep into, like, the society of it all, but it's, like, I almost wonder if she's never really felt, like, pleased as a woman <laughs> because she's been programmed to think she should be with men who are, like, going to elevate her status or are very physically attractive or can help her career and is never really, like, physically or even emotionally satisfied yeah like pleasure in all ways is like secondary right like she's like well at least this is taken care of I don't care if I'm he's not going down on me (laughs) and I think I think there's both sides to it I think there's a way that people can be physically like taken care of without the emotions but also if you're emotionally vulnerable and safe with someone you can experience a level of physical yes connection that you wouldn't be able to experience unless you had that safety. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, you know, as much as I shoot on Kim, I feel really sad. Yeah. I think Kim is stunted. I don't think it seems like she has this awareness that, like, she should feel 
more empowered by her own body. She should feel more in tune with it. Like, she should be finding partners that know how to talk to her about it. Like, right. I just, it makes me sad for her. Right. You're Kim Kardashian, newly single. You should, at a bare minimum, once a week, get a, be getting your back blown out and enjoying it. And I and I don't disagree with, you know, the point last week's episode that Scott was paid by gunpoint to read out that, like, starting dating might be challenging for her. I could see that. But I also know there's plenty of other female celebrities that get their needs met. Right. Look at Whoopi. That don't need <laughs> a man to be, like, benefiting them right. on a bigger level. I think that's the problem with Kim is she's been programmed that, like, it should be cookie cutter or it should help my career or it should be strategic or I got to ask Chris about it first. It's like... <laughs> I feel like there's plenty of people who would just be like, what do you need? Man, woman, non-binary, whatever. I think there's plenty of ways that she could be, like, getting her needs met. And hopefully we're just, like, speculating. She's like, oh, actually, I do. I just don't talk about it. That'd be great. I would love for her to just go to a restaurant, see this hot waiter or waitress, have them come back to her hotel. Phone you in the back. Exactly. Phone me in the back, and I'm on my way. Sign this NDA. I don't really. I wouldn't make him sign NDA. This might I actually. Would, make I would me love that. More interesting. That was Kim's reality. Unfortunately, I, I just have don't think it's happening. That she can't even wear a dress and like <laughs> let her fingers unclench. <laughs> I feel like she's just in her head so much. Yeah. Tell her, Kim. I'm in my head all the time. I think um, it was. The, on her list, though, before we move on, when she said no balding, I thought that was an interesting sentiment from someone who let TikTok tell it hair is kind of problematic at the moment, thanks to the Marilyn Monroe blonde bleach job Chris did and ate her shit up. I was like, I don't know if that's a fair thing to have on your Pass list. off your baby hairs. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of weird feelings. A lot of weird feelings about everything, about beauty. I'm like, that's one of those things that guys have to deal with and don't even make me get on the sympathetic side of men. Right. Like Please men don't take men's side. Have men worry about being short. Men worry about losing their hair. Those yeah. are like the two biggest things. Top two. So I feel like she just like looked up on Reddit like what <laughs> say? What should I like in men? <laughs> it was just a dumb thing to say. Or, or like, maybe eh. she was like some Freudian complex with her dad. Because he's seemingly had a full head of hair. I don't know. Like, it just felt like a thing she just threw on to sound normal. Like, a well, Especially robot. with, like... like well, no women like men with hair. I better say that out loud. The no mommy and no daddy issues was another one where I was like, girl, you've got you a lot of audacity. <laughs> example of mommy and daddy and issues. And daddy issues. Are you kidding Bye. me? I was like, okay, this list is so made yeah, up. Like, I was so... Mm, fridge bay, like... He's, he's always like, is it weird that, like, I'm balding? Like, should I shave it all? Like, like I literally have never thought of that. Yeah. There's sometimes, like, I have taller friends who get nervous about dating a shorter guy because it can be intimidating because you don't want to seem like an ogre, like, or whatever. But also, if you're with the right person, mm-hmm. short king. Short guys make the best lovers, period. <laughs> If they're confident, it doesn't matter. And it really like, doesn't matter. Okay. And they and they tend to take care of you the best. Like, like they don't have weird complexes where like yeah. they're tall and everyone told them they were hot and they're actually like 
lack an entire personality, you know? Yeah. They're but great. I was, like, I was like, well, you're attractive in all these other ways. Like, or I'll tell them, I'll be like, I think you look fine bald, like shave it all. Then I don't, one, I don't have to do it myself, which is terrifying. And B, I don't, I don't have to deal with us having to go to super cuts. Like, super cuts. Shave it off. I don't give a shit. Super cuts. I asked Short King if he went to super cuts. He got so offended. He's like, what? Oh, Dan was like, Dan will like, or Fridge Bay, whatever. He's out there now. He's like, so impatient. He'll wait till the last second and be like, I have to get my hair cut in the next like half an hour. So he'll, he's okay with super cuts, but we have to go to Reno. So it's like a drive. Oh, no. I like, like, you can just cut it. And I'm like, no. Did that once, never doing that again. I had my head chewed off when I was like, Oh, do you go with like super cuts? He was like, The fuck? No, I go to an actual barber. I'm like, that's I don't know where men get their like, haircut. You want to be bald, just be bald because it doesn't matter. Like, I still think you're hot. You grow facial hair. Like, also, it's, I married you. Like, what does it matter? Yeah, like, the hair thing a is turtle at this point. Like, <laughs> so Short King won't really cut his hair that short because he's afraid it won't grow back, even though he's got a gang of hair. faster when you cut it, Short King. Mind you, he's like Peruvian. So he has a gang of hair, like thick and short, but like he's like paranoid. And I think because he has all white friends, so he sees them and he's like, ah! Uh, so there's that. But on the flip side, just recently I hooked up with a bald guy and I think he was like freshly shaved. I like that shit. That shit was smooth. Well, I was like, I was still doing it. It's like, it feels cool. It feels cool. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I, I told him it. like, I was like, oh, you know our friend that he's met. I was like, he balded when we were in eighth grade. Shut the like, fuck up. <laughs> like, my, mo- my mom turned fully gray. I think she was 19. I was like, it's fine. Like, it's, it really is like, fine. Never, like, you did not have a full head of hair when we met. And that also was not like anything that ever crossed my mind. <laughs> like, but going bald <laughs> in the eighth grade is the funniest yeah. shit I've heard all day. Yeah. It's- yeah. I'm like, I, I would understand if it had a complex if that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Benjamin like, Button. I have a friend who went bald in the eighth grade and doesn't even give a shit. And you're worried about balding. This one time, me, men are so weird. This one time, me and Jeff, we were in college. So he, he, I probably was like 20 and he's a little bit, he's like 24. And I ran into him on, on at school and he was going to the health student health center. And I'm like, whoa, are you sick? Like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, oh, you can come with me. So we, I don't know why we're in there. My yeah, herpes or no, no, no. It's yeah. funnier than that. It's more <laughs> ridiculous than that. We get in there and. He's like, oh, the doctor comes in. So what's been going on with you? And he goes, I think I'm losing my hair. So I want to get my testosterone levels checked. (laughs) I was like, that's why we're here. Like men losing the worrying about their hair. It's like not only also, by the way, we could also lose our hair. Our hair's going to gray. We're going to get. All these dark spots and things, we're going to get wrinkles, we're going to get hairs on our chin, our boobs are going to drop, we're going to get fat, all these things. And we're supposed to look hot all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're worried about your hairline. Hairline. Not the hair. Slightly hairline. receding. Right. And also all these other hot people, like, I don't know, The Rock or like Idris Alba or whatever, they can be bald. Be bald. Right. Tupac. Tupac. Tupac was bald. Tight waist. Titty sitting. I'm <laughs> no, I'm not supposed to have a double chin. I'm not supposed to have any age spots. Oh, but you're you're a little worried about your hair, your hair loss. Hairline. 
he wanted to get the testosterone. The doctor was like, what in the fuck? First of all, he's probably like, I'm an on-campus doctor. You think I have stuff in here to check I'm your testosterone to, like, level? Stop mono. And <laughs> those doctors are the worst. They're like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. Like, I, I've told Dan before, like, literally, how, so, we've been married a year, almost, dating a couple years. We're, like, young in the relationship lexicon, but, like, established. Like, I literally, like, signed a piece of paper that I'm stuck with you forever. A legal binding document. He asked me, like, every three, two to three weeks. Does my hair look bad? Like, he just barely has hair. Is there, are you sure it's okay? And yesterday, <laughs> y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a safe space. I was laughing yesterday because it was Juneteenth. So Dan had the day off. We went boating. My uncle just gave us a boat. We went boating. And my mother, for like, Two years now has been trying to do a coordinated family photo shoot. We're all matching. And we did that after we went boating. I was like, these are the two widest activities <laughs> you could do when we really should be sitting at home, reading some textbooks, <laughs> thinking about our sins. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so embarrassing. It's celebration of Juneteenth. We're going boat boating and taking a group picture and matching. Colors. Oh, it's like, this is so embarrassing. And to be fair, like, we, put, we wouldn't have done any. We would have done either of those things if it wasn't Juneteenth. I just realized the date when I, like, realized it. I was like, oh, my God, so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, should I do something? I'm not doing anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was, before we, he was, like, before we went to the photo shoot, he was like, is my hair crazy? His hair is like, I don't know. Of yeah, course, you're fine. Leave me alone. Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> Just humor my mom for like two hours and I don't give a shit about your hair. You could be like, you you could literally have like a patch shaved out in the middle of it. I don't even care. Just stand there and pretend you're having a nice time because this is for my mom. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> this, this picture's not going in vogue. It, you are completely fine. <laughs> Annie Labotz isn't coming to shoot us yeah, today. Exactly. Like, please. Mother got this present years ago. Like, just smile there and stand it's there. It's fine. <laughs> um... So I'm just going to, we already touched on it, but we can go into more about Courtney talk, telling her side of the story to Kendall, which by the way, I just don't like when Kendall talks. Like even in this episode, she was telling Kylie, it's fun to have a hobby as an adult. Girl, you're 27. Like stop talking to us about what adults should be doing. It's like a hobbyist. Like, yeah. Like, like modeling's a hobby for you. So please leave us alone. She does all these things. Yeah. I. Like but I said, basically court is. Court's only willing to tell this to Kendall. I I have a feeling she was like, "I'll talk to Kendall," and that's it. So she cried a little. I will say, I don't. I'm not taking a side in this Dolce Courtney Kim thing because I can see both sides, and I think both sides are ridiculous, and I think both sides have points. So it's like I can't take a side, but what I will say is that 
Kim knew this was going to piss Courtney off. That's why she was not transparent with Courtney. Because she started with the, oh, we're doing a Skims collab. Oh, well, um, come to Milan and we're just trying to figure it out. Like, she was not really transparent with Courtney. And I understand why Courtney would be mad because I don't have siblings, but I did have a a female family member that anything I did, all of a sudden they were into it. Like, so I understand the annoyance from that part. Exactly. Like, I was into Michael Kors when Project Runway first started. Now they're into Michael course you know what I'm saying so I get it from I, that perspective I definitely like and I'm the younger sister so I'll speak as the person with siblings I'm the younger sister my sister and I are five years apart we butt heads all the time and even my brother my brother and I like we both wanted to get into electric guitar at the same time this is very dorky <laughs> but you know, when we were in like sixth grade and you could pick an instrument and stuff, we both wanted to get into the guitar. And my mom had to be like, no, like mm-hmm. well, there could only be one. <laughs> like it just won't work. Yeah. Yeah. The dynamics won't work. Either you guys need to share a guitar or you need to let it go. And my brother and I like butt heads. I don't know. I just, I felt like I felt, and I've, I've always kind of felt this with Courtney. I always think it's crazy. Most sibling dynamics that I know, the oldest sister is the bossy kind of like commandeering one. And in this family dynamic, it's Kim and Mm -hmm. she's the middle child. She's the younger one to Courtney. So I, I could see that being like challenging. Mm-hmm. Like just the dynamics, because mm-hmm. being a child of three siblings, you always just deferred. Like the oldest got to do more because they were the oldest, mm-hmm. or my sister got to babysit us because we were too young, or whatever. I I just I feel like it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next couple episodes because I think there's a lot more to unpack, and I kind of appreciated when Courtney was talking to Kendall that she kind of alluded to that it wasn't just this because it seems like they're just so much extra like ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but stepping back from it the amount of like I said the amount of time Kim has talked about how sh- how much she cared for Courtney's feelings and just like the way that this is framed to us that it's just this earth shattering thing that Courtney was the, or Kim was the creative director. I, if I was Kim, Courtney, I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, you're the creative director of Dolce & Gabbana. I don't know. It just seemed like it, the vibes were off. They were not on the same page. No one was on the same page. Great. But then when you start hearing Chloe and Chris being like, that's crazy that Courtney didn't. Courtney keeps sending all these texts. It's crazy. It's crazy. It just seemed like she was fighting a losing battle. Where it's like Courtney was like over here, like she thought she had like this fun little thing with Dolce and Gabbana, and everyone else was over here, like we're the family. We're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. And Courtney's like, okay, this is why I don't like you guys. Yeah, and I think she even said that she's like, it's not about business. She did acknowledge that she felt like Kim was just doing a money grab. Like I think her whole thing is. 
you could have easily said, no, it's too close to Courtney's wedding. And Kim, I understand Kim's perspective because I'm the same way. I'm not leaving any fucking money on the table just because it's too close to your wedding. This doesn't make sense. But where Kim fucked up was she didn't have a real conversation with Courtney. Like she tried to tell it. Oh, I talked to Courtney. You didn't talk to Courtney. You didn't talk to things. She could have been like, hey, Courtney, they want to talk to me too. Do you mind? Yeah. No big deal. Everything squashed. And even, like, they could have kissed Courtney's ass a bit. Your wedding was such a big deal, a big iconic moment. We just want to ride that momentum. Then, like you said, do you mind if I get a fucking piece of the pie? No, and I think that Corey, like, put out a line of silky pajamas. <laughs> right. <laughs> In fact, Courtney should be like, oh, you guys are really playing games. If you're getting Corey a fucking line at Dolce. But Courtney wasn't even expressing that. It was, yeah. like, she was just, like... She didn't feel like people were being honest with her. Yeah, exactly. Mom was being honest with her. She didn't feel like Kim was being honest with her. Yes. And, like, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal to be like, hey, Court, like, I think, you know, we've been talking about this before. Is it cool if I do this? Why are we getting four episodes where Kim is laying this groundwork that she's, like, some creative genius? Mm. And then, meanwhile, we get... Courtney for like 20 minutes being like, I'm just kind of sad this happened. And then it's back to, by the end of the episode, it's Chloe and Kim being like, Courtney's insane. It's irrational. She's insane for thinking she shouldn't share the limelight. I'm like, it seemed like she was just sharing a feeling. Yeah. Well, and I, I think when we talk about there's something deeper, Courtney brought up a great point about you know, Kim was not happy at my wedding. All my friends said she was spiraling and she can, can never acknowledge like, oh, this wedding's so great, da 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 which is true. I did whole TikTok on it. I mean, Kim was like in her own, thank God North was there because Kim would have to pretend to like talk to other people. And I think well, even that is weird on its own. <laughs> and she still does it. Yeah. She, she just kicked it with North the whole talking time. About with Ice Spice. She just like props North out when it's like, <laughs> I don't want to admit that I like I was being a bitch at this wedding. So I was like, look at North corset. You're like, okay. And then you know what? We have to talk about the elephant in the room that they will never address on this show. Travis and Kim have history. I can't imagine that doesn't play a role in Courtney's yeah. psyche in some shit or Kim. Cause you know, Kim could be like, I could have had all this. Yeah. I could have had all this. I almost, I, I think it's probably both. I think like Courtney's probably just like feels weird about it, but maybe over it. Cause they seem like in a very happy bubble mm-hmm. for better, for worse. Yeah. But I think Kim in this family in general, Feels she should always be the number one boy. <laughs> to reference the session. <laughs> she just always feels like, well, I'm the one who made us, so like it has to be the Kim show or it's no show. Or like I think what Kim likes better is it's the Kim show, and then I'll give you some crumbs. Yeah. Yeah. It's or I think too. To further your point, it's that was a cute wedding, but because I'm Kim, now let me be the creative director of a fashion line. Versus yeah. Courtney's point was like, I didn't necessarily do mine for business, and even though I wanted to say, well, you might not have, but Dolce did. But yeah. I get Courtney's point. She's like, I didn't take money for this. I just wanted to have this magical moment. Since she's like, I'm the one that lives the Dolce life every summer. Yada yada and yada. Courtney has. 
Yeah, she has. She was not telling a single lie. But I think, like, to your Kim point. Kim pretended if, she was into that for, like, like I said, like, a couple months. A couple months. But I think, yeah, I, I, I get Courtney's. I lean, even though I don't want to take a side, I lean to Courtney's side because the communication just was not there. Well, Obviously, she'll get over it. But I get it. I think she feels like she's been left in the dark. Even by Chris, remember, she even brought that up. Um, and I wrote down that I think Kim taking the business deal cheapens Courtney's wedding. Cause I'm sure Courtney comes from this perspective. Now people are going to think my wedding was, was part of business. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I think again, going back to like, there's some empathy to be had for Kim feeling like she had this power couple with Kanye and their wedding was such a like cultural moment. I could see that there was maybe like this feeling of disappointment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that now Courtney's having her day and her son and Kim and Kanye's wedding or marriage didn't work out. And I don't think Kim was trying to sabotage that per se. Yeah. But like, you have to understand that that might have been like on the back of Kim's mind. And it seems clear with this Hulu show that Kim has more say and like with the storylines then Courtney chooses to. Courtney's like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Tell me when to show up, you know. But at the end of the day, Courtney has the upper hand now after all these years because they're just happy if she shows up to film. And yeah. they yeah. Travis's good name. And it's cool that they got their own wedding special, but it wasn't during the season. Which to me read as a little bit of a slight. Mm-hmm. It's like we have we now have how many episodes leading up to Kim being the creative director of the Stolting Obama show that literally no one cares about. Yeah. And Courtney got a wedding special two months before the season actually aired. Yeah. So if I was Courtney, I would just be annoyed that you always have to like deal with this like well and like I think you're absolutely right because Kendall kind of touched on it and she agreed that there's a, a fight in this family to preserve individualism, specifically on Courtney's part. It feels like she's been fighting for a couple years now to kind of separate herself and be her own person. And then here comes Kim, like, I'm doing something with Dolce too. So it's a little on the annoying side from that perspective. And it's crazy too. Again, I say this like all like it blows my mind that Courtney is the oldest because usually the oldest are like the headstrong, the bossy, the like bull in the china closet, like, and the middle child kind of just like disappears into the background, like Rob. <laughs> and so their dynamic is very interesting. Yeah, it's Kim trying to have big sister energy, and I think yeah. for years Courtney has been like trying to chop her down to size and then recently Courtney's like I don't care you can be crazy over there I I will be in my love bubble I got my love bubble I got the new kid like everyone loves the nostalgia of us getting together they love blink 182 getting it's just like she's like whatever I did that they got from it is that Courtney was kind of like sure I'll film and then she found more out about the deal and was kind of like you're still doing your dumb shit. Yeah, she's like, I didn't know any of this stuff. Don't let her don't let her fool you. I thought it was funny though that she was like, I'm not posting that fucking shirt. <laughs> well, and why would she? No one cares. I'm not posting the shirt. Get out of here. That I think that shirt was like that how much was that so shirt? Like, 
That Did made me feel more convinced that Kim was like, this is my campaign post this year, like, send it to everyone. I was like, why is that necessary? Yeah, I was like, nobody, she didn't post the shirt. I will say, much to your point, I was I, interesting when Chloe and Chris were having glam, and Chloe was like, oh, I understand. <laughs> it's weird. She started off by saying, like, I totally understand why, how they how she feels. And even Chris was like, yeah, she has a right to her feelings. But then they went on to keep saying, like, it's Chloe, irrational. Like, Chloe literally said, validate Courtney's feelings. Yeah. And five seconds later, was like, it's irrational. It's all irrational. It was like, yeah. Kim's ass. Chloe and then they're like, why is it weird? This place. I'm like, that's sad. Like, that's sad that you wouldn't just stand up and be like, hey, like, can you guys, like, have a conversation? <laughs> well, and then the fact that her and, and really Chris, I kind of side-eyed when she was like, why, was, why does Courtney think it's weird? She hasn't even seen the collection. Like, what? And it's I'm like, oh, man. Point. It's like, she hasn't even seen the collection. How could she know? She must be crazy for thinking that thing. And I felt like the conversation she had with Kendall seemed very straightforward. Sincere. It was very sincere. It seemed very just like two people talking. And even when Chloe was first talking to Chris when they got to Milan, seemed again like mom, like throw her a bone. A normal conversation you'd have about your siblings. But then by the next scene, it was like, she's a crazy bitch. It's just irrational. She's talking about loyalty. What is she talking about? And then at that point, they'd approach Chloe and like, do you want in on this? And Chloe's like, okay. In the beginning, when, you know, in the scene prior to that, Chris is like, you know, as a mom, I have to stay neutral with my kids. Da, 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 da. And then the next thing, Chris is like, they found the most magical muse in Kim. And I'm kind of like, that's, if I was Courtney, that would be my issue. Why is Kim the magical muse when I just why had a whole fucking I, wedding in the same thing? I was like, <laughs> when... The one guy was talking about how Kim has a point of view. Okay, you can talk about how she's famous and she has a huge platform. And influential, yeah. Pop icon, all these things. Say all that shit. And it would benefit your brand. Do not say that she has a point of view. She said, he said Kim doesn't need a stylist. Not have is a point of view. And that's (laughs) sad. You don't need to have a point of view. But there's one thing that she does not have. There's a point of view. She's never had. She never will have. Like, Yeah, he's like, Kim doesn't even need a stylist. I'm like, you guys took none of her ideas. Like, please stop. With standing there, everything that she has had and working in, again, working in a creative field, there's always some sort of, like, head of marketing or head of creative that fell into that role and cannot make a decision to save their life. It was giving me, like, flashbacks watching Kim it's like people get put in these positions because they had prior success or someone else probably gave them that prior success like yeah no that person doesn't have a point of view if a person can't say that thing doesn't look good for the following reasons and I need to change this 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 they shouldn't be a creative director yeah, I mean, and I think you and I and people that listen to the show because they're really, really smart, we know the deal. You're just using Kim for the, like you said, the influence, to get the eyes on the brand. Say that. Yada, yada, yada. We, we're not stupid. It's fine. But for, you know, I think Kim to jeopardize, well, further jeopardize and further hurt her relationship for to for with Courtney for Dolce & Gabbana is crazy. And why? Yeah. It's yeah. like she forgot about Dolce & Gabbana after 
that runway that no one watched happen. <laughs> yeah. She really went back to, like, dressing and whatever. We haven't heard about any of it except for the show. Because, and I think that's how you know someone knows they're in the wrong. Because Kim was being sneaky. Let's just be honest. Kim yeah. was like, I'll give Courtney as little information as possible so I can get this done. Court, Kim's thing was like, I will ask for forgiveness instead of asking for permission. And they, uh, yeah, do now ask for forgiveness later. Yeah, something like, something like that. Yeah, and court and Kim, like you said, said, you know, I've got a whole thread of asking them to push it, and I don't disagree or not believe that you probably do, but you probably, you probably did. Push it. Wink, wink. Push Can we it. push it? And they said no. You're like, all right, well, it is what it is. I'm ready to that bitch. I tried. It's very, yeah, it's, again, it's, and I hate this term because it's become so mainstream, but it was very gaslighty. Mm-hmm. Textbook gaslighty, where it's like, she's crazy to think that. I went out of my way. Oh, she's out of her mind. Like, all of those are just like, it's irrational. It makes no sense. No, it's, it's irrational. It's very sane when she was just explaining. And then you see the previews and she's like, I can't believe that bitch wants me to ask her for permission or whatever. She says in the episode, I didn't ask for anyone's permission. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel sad. Like, well, Courtney said that too. Courtney was like, when she called about skims, I was like, what is this phone call about? Like, are you asking permission? She's like, I guess. Yeah. And so then the next, ep- the next episode, I don't know what she said. It was like something that was like the audacity that she would like need my permission. Or I would need her position. You think I need your position, bitch? Something like that. Yeah, it's like she that's wasn't what she was saying. She was just saying like, if okay. and that's the other thing. If the tables were turned, and we talked about this last week, where it's like Kim and Kanye's wedding was like everything has to be like our thing and planned out and strategic. It's like it doesn't seem like she was asking for any of that. Yeah, and Courtney acknowledged it too. She was like, if the tables were turned, if this was Kim, she'd fucking flip. And I just think, like I said, I can't take a side. I just understand Courtney's side a little bit more because I think communication would have went a long way yeah, here. Like, hey, when in Rome, literally, yeah. or when in wherever they were in Italy, in Milan, in Milan, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just be like, hey, we're here. Let's like make the most of it. But that's part of what Courtney has had. To- struggles with this family is like it ha- always has to be something it always has to be a business opportunity mm-hmm. which again maybe that's why they were hesitant mm-hmm. but I think they probably could have just been like look Dolce & Gabbana is trying to like do all this stuff can we all scratch each other's backs over here right you know? can we all just make the most of it yada 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 but if it's it just happened maybe we'd be like oh I guess I see both sides so like I don't think that happened. It doesn't yeah. seem like that happened. Seem, yeah, it seemed like, yeah, no one told Courtney anything, and they're just, like, expecting her to be cool. She seemed, like, happy to be, like, the last of us just, where they were, like, coming over. She's like, yeah, yeah, uh, don't think about us over, going over to Kim's office next. Like, I think I, that's when yeah. she thought they were making, like, a bra and panty yeah. set, and, and now Kim they're like, oh, a whole collection. Kim has spent four episodes being like, I went out of my way to make sure that <laughs> Courtney would be fine with it. Courtney's like, you're pulling 90s looks just like I did for my way. But it's classic. They're like, oh, she's being irrational. Ignore her. (laughs) And it's classic sister stuff. And I'll give Chloe the benefit of the doubt. Not Chris, because I feel like Chris should know, like, 
you know Courtney by now. I think Courtney just didn't understand. I mean, excuse me. I don't think Chloe understood how upset Courtney was. Yeah. Like, oh, this might just be Courtney. Chloe also those kind of sounded like an agent working under Kim's thumb because her tune changed mm-hmm. a lot. So I don't know. All of it was just kind of depressing. It just gave a lot of like family dynamics. I was like, all right, these people. These talk to each other. <laughs> no, yeah, there's no communication, especially if they they think it will prevent them from doing what they want to do. They're like, oh, we can't have that conversation. Because even like, like when Kim was like, oh, I just don't need this right now. I'm like, need what? She's all the way in California. You're in Milan, about to show these terrible ass clothes. You're it, fine. And it basically said like, not like, oh, I'm I'm worried. My sister is mad at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> My sister is going to fuck up my thing that I stole from her. It's like, that's not a good look. It would have been one, like, it would have been endearing if she was like, oh, no, I'm so worried Courtney's mad at me. Yeah, yeah. It was very like, I don't need this right now. I'm about to go on stage. (laughs) Okay, girl. Yep, so that was the episode. Next week, episode five, I believe. We're still in goddamn Milan. So you're trapped in the... I will say it sounds like we've wrapped up that baby bonding storyline because Chloe made a quick mention that she's oh, been yeah. bonding with the baby. So I'm like, thank God, we've got to move on from something. I'm so scared. And every time I say I'm comfortable, this family does weird stuff. If yeah. that man shows up again, I swear to God. Oh, he's showing up. Remember they like live oh. together because his house oh, is God. getting worked on? Oh, he'll be back. Oh, he's back. coming back. Back streets, back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, let's do some tire mail. Tire mail. Let's do some tire A lot of Kravis content in the tire mail. So I'll get through as much as we can. A lot of people confused that he wasn't surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Travis probably like sleeps with his dick in Courtney's vagina. Yeah. You think he's surprised? It's not surprised. Pregnant. It's not the point. It was just funny. <laughs> I will say, though, and someone makes this point in the letter that this is like the first Kardashian to not have a baby with the same guy. Ah! Like, will it be the also, trend now? I want to give Courtney credit. Obviously, lean Courtney. Um, sympathetic. She yeah. pulled Mason out of her vagina on camera. Mm-hmm. Mason was the first grandchild. Mm-hmm. So I find joy in that. All these grandchildren later, Courtney is still causing a ruckus with the baby announcement. Still bringing the heat. Well, I mean, the the fact of the matter is, which is so interesting, that Kim is the show. She's always been the show. However, she has the, provide the least content for the show. And and you want to wait like 18 months to tell us like what happened. And then it's like photoshopped. Like, okay. But Courtney's well, like, just woke yep. up one day and was like, all right, all right, we're going to announce it now. And we're going to pay homage to the Blink-182 video. As far as we know, Hulu cameras weren't there. Like, no one gives a shit. Yeah, it was quite amazing. So first one is Kravis Baby. Hi, girls. After the Kravis Baby news, I naturally took to Insta to stalk the girls to see what they posted about it. Clearly, they do not give a fuck about Courtney because they've given Chloe's little photo shoot more attention than Courtney's expecting a child. I understand Chris being tired of more grandchildren, but at least try and muster up some enthusiasm for your daughter's pregnancy as you have for your other daughter wearing slightly shorter acrylics. 
Good, good for Courtney for breaking the generational curse of shackling themselves to one terrible baby daddy. Maybe Chloe will finally learn from this. Mm, mm, mm. Keep up the good work, ladies. More Vegas stories, please. Now we got to get back to Vegas. Well, spoiler, the bald head guy was from Vegas. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Oh my God. You know what's so funny about I just tell you one quick story about that. That was really funny. So I like to do I, I, when I get drunk, and if I know the other person's drunk, I like to ask really intimate questions like uh like what do you like about me? Like stuff I know I can't get them to say if they're sober. It's very Virgo of you. It's very Virgo. So tell me one thing you like about me. I'm expecting a real sleazy guy answer, like your boobs or like your ass, something like that. And like I can barely finish the question. And he's like, Your chocolatey skin. I was like, whoa. You're in oh. love with me. This is, this okay. is <laughs> that sounds like love. I need you to calm Let's down. Get out of here. Right, right. right. <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, boobs, or you know, another. Oh, you're really funny, or you're, you're something you know, non-committal. You're, something that doesn't say marry me tonight. <laughs> so I thought that was like funny slash there. creepy. So luckily they didn't remember the next day. I'm like, thank God. Like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. We just talked about that. Courtney's having a baby with someone else. She never, I mean, I will admit her having rain was a little bit of that. I need to have another baby just by the same father, but it seems like she's really outgrown that trend. But at least they were honest with that. Yeah. Like she literally just said, I want another baby, put it in me. Yeah. <laughs> and he was surprised they're that he so, actually did it. <laughs> yeah. They're so, Courtney. At least she was like, yeah, I can't stand you, Scott, but I want another baby. Mm-hmm. She always says she loved being pregnant, all these things. Chloe and Kim, like, we had to have, like, episodes-long uh, explanations. It's like, just do it. Like, just be good with it. <laughs> yeah, and then the post, I the posts were weird that... And it wasn't in Kardashian form. They didn't flood our timelines with, oh, my God, this is a fairy tale. You two are going to make the best parents. Part of me think, and just because of how this season's going, I wonder if Courtney was like, "And you guys don't need to post a motherfucking thing. Like, don't post a thing. I could see both she was like, I don't want to deal with you guys because you want, <laughs> to, want it to be, like, coordinated and under a certain, like, creative direction. I also think they're just haters and they're like, she didn't tell them and then they were like who knows mm-hmm. and also too i i would love because i like the mess if they didn't even know she was pregnant and that was the real guy like i said i think that's out for it i think there's i think there's they didn't know she was gonna announce i think they didn't know she was gonna be pregnant it could be they all knew and she was just like i'm gonna do it my own way I think there's a lot of possibilities, but mm-hmm. I'm just happy for her for doing it that way because I think it was very clever. Yeah, because I I think that and I'll be I'll watch that next season if they're like, did you see Courtney announce she's pregnant? What? Like even Chris, if Chris didn't know, that'd be hilarious because she would go the fuck off. But like, yeah, there was some weird tone and them not really acknowledging her pregnancy like even kim's was kind of whack like she like reposted it crap this baby and then posted the scene from the blink 182 video as if we needed kim, her kim to give us know, a probably. reference she was like, oh i get it now <laughs> i don't want to hear some stupid like four episode arc about how kim was rooting for courtney i just want authentic like live reactions and i don't know that we'll get that we probably won't but it's fine if we get that it'll be great 
And that uh, pregnancy announcement reminds me of Kim when Kanye pretty much stole her moment and announced she yeah. was pregnant <laughs> and then like moved on with the show and totally stole Kim's thunder of announcing her own pregnancy. So I'm sure Kim, Kim was fine with that. But probably not fun with Courtney doing things that were not Kim orchestrated. So yeah, I was like, yeah, Kim could have been Kim, but she was having a baby with Kanye, who needs to be the center of attention. So she would, he he was never going to let Kim announce her own pregnancy. (laughs) Never. Um, Next one is time for the Barker baby trash talk to start. Hey dolls, I commented about this on your IG post, but I'm really quite curious what you girls specifically think. So here I am sending an email. So Courtney successfully got pregnant. I know she really, really wanted it, and IVF was a wild ride. So I'm happy for her. She's getting her dream. But it wouldn't be the car general world without some drama, so I want to raise the topic. Courtney is now going to be the very first of the siblings to have a child that doesn't have the same two biological parents as the others. Gosh, hold on a second. Sorry, guys. My FaceTime went off. So let me start over. Um, Courtney is now going to be the very first of the siblings to have a child that doesn't have the same two biological parents as the others. Lord, hear the windows shake at the sound of Kim and Chloe gasping in horror. Do you girls think they will look down on her and her baby because, oh, Lordy Lord, they don't have the same dad? Because personally, I do I do think we will hear some trash talk from them about it, if not at least shady, uh, if not at least a shady comment somewhere. Um, But then what I think will happen is that Kim and Chloe will be confronted with the fact that Courtney actually is and stays happy and that the blended family isn't the gigantic deal they've been making it out to be. Then, just like how some aunties in bad marriages get existential crises when they see a young female relative stay unmarried and still be happy because it forces the auntie to reflect on her own choices and how unhappy she is. I think Kim and Chloe will be made uncomfortable by seeing that they've spent so much energy and value on trying to stay with the same crappy men for all of their kids, only for it to <gasps> maybe have not been worth it. But it hasn't made them happy. And now their sister is giving the finger to their nuclear family obsession and living her best life. Also, this may be thinking too deep and far ahead, but I think Kim and Chloe do make comments about this and direct any of them at Baby Barker specifically. I think there is a good chance of making the Mama Bear and Courtney rise up and cut them off for good. We'll see. Lots of love, Megan. Interesting. Um, so basically what she's uh, saying, sorry, my FaceTime went off while I was reading that. And then my phone went off. So I have to tell the person I am recording. Stop talk, stalking me. Um, your your bay came back during that too. So. Yeah, it was just my dad. <laughs> <laughs> dad, please. Um, basically what she's saying is Kim and Chloe might have some resentment. And Kylie, you've got to throw Kylie in there. Uh, for working so hard to have children all by the same dad, even when they probably shouldn't have had that last child. Like we all love Psalm, but Psalm came at a very strange time in Kim and Kanye's relationship. The surrogate baby or Tatum, I guess we call him Chloe's baby. And then you have air. They all came at very tumultuous times in all those relationships. 
And I think what's going to happen, I like that reader saying that because that's exactly what happened. I think this family criticizes things that aren't of the norm. And Courtney said this too, about everyone being so critical. And then all of a sudden it becomes the norm and they're all on the, like on the train. Like you could totally see Kim going, I don't know, like seeing Courtney so happy with Travis, like, am I done having kids? Like, I could probably meet someone and have a baby. Like, I could totally see Kim trending in that direction. Or like, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, to be fair to even what we're saying, like, with, I think with Courtney having rain, it was like, Scott was there. It wasn't like, necessarily, she was trying to have them all have the same dad. I think Courtney just wanted to have another kid. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the dynamics that maybe that groundwork laid because it was already happening with Courtney and Scott. They had already sort of set the tone. Then you have Chloe wanting to have another baby with Tristan, which we all hate for a variety of reasons. But also Kim, it seemed like Saint and Psalm kind of was just like a boo boo boo. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden they had four kids. They went from having two kids or St. Chicago. I can't even keep track anymore. It's like they, it was like that became the currency all of a sudden to like, Oh, we have kids. So I could, that's why I thought it was a little haunting when you heard Kim being like, I could see having another kid. Like, do you want another kid? Or are you just like thinking like that's their like currency of like keeping interesting storylines? Well, because Kim, I think specifically, she's she'll criticize something and then see how the attention or how like even just how happy or how how much it's working for another person. Let's put it this way. And then she jumps on it. Case in point, Lamar Odom. Oh, she couldn't stop talking shit about that. I would never date anyone that tall or like, oh, you don't even know him. I mean, she was not on board. And then all of a sudden she's marrying Chris Humphreys. So it's Kim is really is good for deeply that. Deeply unfulfilled. <laughs> she was like, I'd never marry someone that tall. And da, 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 da. now it's, oh, I'm just going to marry Chris Humphreys. Chloe kind of did the same thing. She was in the f- basketball players, and all of a sudden she was dating French Montana for a quick minute and trying to like be amongst the rappers. So they kind of have that. And I'm sure every sister dynamic kind of I feel like that's a sister thing like you one person gets into something yeah 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 and I think like with court they see Courtney they're like oh well you had all your kids with Scott and I think with Courtney she was more just like he's there and have sex with me you know (laughs) (laughs) Scott wasn't like a famous person per se Mm -hmm. and maybe Courtney has that weird obsession with having genetically like same kids I'm sure she does because they're all from the same family, but I think hers arose a lot out of convenience. But it's hard to see that convenience when you have like Kim, where it seemed like her and Connie were not on great terms, and then all of a sudden they had two more kids, and then Chloe were like, Tristan has embarrassed you 50 11 times, and like she's still stuck with the plan. So, yeah. I mean, and Courtney started, well, she's always been into white men, but you get what I'm saying, like, famous white man, Travis, and then all of a sudden, Kim was like, oh, me and Pete Davidson, we do skincare together. Like, I feel like they, yeah. 
If I was Courtney, I would be like, it's my sister trying to copy me all the time. Well, and then Kylie and Timothy Chalamet, it's her too. You're like, oh, you like white men now? That's They both worked better. Maybe it's coming from Chris. Maybe Chris is the one who's like, well, our market survey said it's better if you date a white guy. So <laughs> I don't know. But I would, if I was Courtney, I could see like her being like, are you copying me? Yeah, Courtney's definitely, I mean, and that's where the older sister energy we see in Courtney. She kind of sets the, she can set a trend or two in this family when yeah. she wants to, for sheezy. Um, let's do a Courtney rant. Hello, ladies. Apologize in advance for the winded email. I love, love, love your pod so much. I listened through your entire catalog now about four times. Courtney is the worst. <laughs> That's a funny sentence. She's always claiming to be the one that's the most chill and, and least concerned about with business and money, says a woman living in a mansion in Calabasas, yet has flipped the shit with Kim and the whole Dolce thing. I, it's not your wedding looks. There's no Mother Marys and Catholic crosses like in your wedding attire. Ridiculous seeing as she's not bloody Catholic anyway. I was majorly over her in the last season of Kardashians on E! with her whole I just don't want to be filmed, then don't be on the show where the concept is to be filmed and share your life. Whatever that entails, her self-righteousness was absolutely, to quote her, wild. If you do not want to share your life in personal details, then you aren't on the show. And Chloe and Kim repeatedly told her that as much, repeatedly said, that's what the show is. And if you don't want that, then don't be on the show. Then she goes and does another show. Enough with her already. And it was great to see a person who had such a turbulence and I imagine at times traumatic relationship find true love and contentment. And during the height of his mental struggles and addiction issues, and as someone who has had family members that suffer from addiction, I can well imagine how heartbreaking and tiring being with Scott would have been. However, don't proceed then to force him to have children with you. The way she would paint, paint, Penley, excuse me, Penley speak about just wanting kids and just wanting him for his sperm and never really opening up her life to spend more time with his family was fucking crazy. I understand that she wanted a family with him because he was her partner, but it was obvious after his big breakdown in Miami when Mason was first born that she was fucking out and then just wanted a sperm donor. And it was very visible on the show how detrimental that was to Scott's self-esteem. The language as well that she uses around Travis, I feel it's so really upsetting and disrespectful to her kids and what her and Scott had did or did have. Her criticism is always, can a girl be happy and celebrate a positive and healthy relationship? Of course, but the way she talks about him being the only true love and the only example of a healthy love and how now she's happy now, et cetera, et cetera. Like, of course, celebrate your new healthy relationship. But remember that whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you were not a particularly good partner to Scott either. And you have three children that are now hearing you look back on all your time with their father as awful and no example of love. I just think for someone who is above being petty that she's been petty. You can celebrate your new chapter and acknowledge the old one for what it is too. And this Lemmy thing is complete bullshit. Sorry, there's no real science behind it. It's an absolute racket. Even though our girl Kim is annoyingly set on this path of showing everybody she's a chill mom or whatever, she wasn't wrong when she said that Courtney is a fake humanitarian hope. 
You think anyone in the Lemmy production factory is getting paid minimum wage or overtime? Has she stopped taking private jets? It's also just a fake product. And her saying it took five years in the making? Okay. Because she was there every day, really grinding and hustling. Sorry, she's just rubbish. Dang, I should have read this in a British accent. Uh, <laughs> kicking myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe has just lost it. Kim is still my fave, but she needs to give the I work hard thing a break. Like, admit you love fame and money, and you also love being a mom. Both things can be true. Love the pop. Kendall is so dull. MG. <laughs> love that sign off. <laughs> MG. Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. Kendall is, <laughs> stop, stop forcing her to Don't do forget. this show. If there's anyone who should stop being made to do this show, it's Kendall and Kylie. Kendall's like, oh. I think with Courtney, she was really annoying on E, but I always acknowledge I seeing her how she is now, it was clear she was going through something. Yeah. And she was being difficult because she was having things going on in her life. And I think when I say things, I mean even her relationship with Kim and Chloe was not great. Yeah. And that was part of the reason she was unwilling to be too, flexible with like, them. If the E contract was probably a little stricter, mm-hmm. Courtney was just kind of stuck in it. Yeah. And I think with the Hulu, it was more like she thought it would be like the diplomatic thing to still film and just kind of like state her terms because mm-hmm. it was new and they had the opportunity to revisit it. And to people saying like she shouldn't film at all, like it's not that I think Courtney is like a hypocrite. I just wonder if she thought it'd be better, like, to just film once in a while. So, because that's all they've known for so long. Like, I wonder if she was just like, yeah, I'll film, like, once in a while. Because, like, I don't think she needs the money. I think her filming, too. And I think, to your point, what we see the adjustment has been on Hulu. She doesn't have to film with Kim. Yeah. And I I think that's her thing. She's like, I do not want to film with that monster. Isn't how much attention like Courtney and Travis Scott? I think they probably like begged her to film this. So she was Mm -hmm. probably like, okay, cool. I recognize I have the upper hand. I'll film a little bit. And these are my terms. Yeah, she had terms and conditions. Which is exactly why I thought it was fine when she complained on E series about like why would I work or why would I do something else if I'm I'm getting paid to film. Like, shout out to Courtney for at least acknowledging, like, if there's a way to make money with a lower level of effort, fine. That's the sense I get from it. But And I think my their issue, too, on E, which the issue I had with her, too, is there was a lot of stuff she was agreeing to and would and then last maybe like, I'm not doing that or I'm not sure. And I think that was a huge point of contingency with the girls. It's like, look, we've we've made these commitments and and. You back out. Like, even, like, when they were doing that app, remember, like, way back in the day, and her app was the only one not ready because she wasn't coming to meetings and stuff like that. And I think as an oldest sister, she felt like, I can fucking do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to do what you guys want me to do. And their position was like, well, you kind of do because we've committed to these things. And even Kim said it, like, you know, when Courtney's always pregnant, they kind of go and do the go-sees and the press call and they just let her kick it. I think they hit their breaking point with her phoning it in and reaping the same benefits that they do. And they couldn't handle that. Over time, you know, it's one of those things they always say, like, if you leave a job and get a new job, you can ask for, like, a higher salary. Yeah, yeah. I was making before. I feel like Courtney kind of got baked in to, like, 
they all did. I think they all kind of got baked into like what was expected. And uh, over the years, it was clear that they like kind of outgrew what they were originally like supposed to do with E. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of had some say, but yeah, it's like at the end of the day, if you were already locked into it as a contract, and I think that's, I still think that's why they lost the E contract was that Ryan Seacrest or whoever was the person in charge was like, you have to give more. And they were like, no, we're going to stop our deal. And Hulu was like, well, whatever. Here's we'll the money. You, we'll let you do whatever you want over here. Share as little so, or as much. Yeah, exactly. And I think Courtney probably saw it as like, well, now I have it's a new deal, so I could probably like negotiate something a little bit better. And at, by that point, she was with Travis, and they were probably like humoring her a little bit more because she had an interesting storyline. <laughs> so, and I think. I would like to think Chris specifically wanted to work with Courtney, like what's it going to take to get you to join us? Or is there something? And Chris probably include that in the Hulu deal. Like, look, court, this is Courtney's position. Well, and we're being honest, Courtney, Kylie and Kendall all kind of look like they have the same fucking deal. Like, Scott was like, I'm standing here and I'm delivering these lines. So like, clearly it's going to work for me. Yeah. I don't think I personally don't think Courtney makes as much as Kim and Ke- Kim and Chloe probably, she, but she's okay I think she's with doing a favor, like doing this so that like her family doesn't fall apart. Yeah, that's the sense that I get. Where she's like, I don't want the feud to go on forever, so I'll like film once or twice. When I think, like I said, I don't think she gets paid as much as she got paid as much as Kim. Let's just say I'd be surprised because I don't think she cares though, right? It's like you, well, we can't pay you those. She's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do the bare fucking minimum. But I'll talk about, like, even Scott, you can tell that there's clearly a gag order on talking about Scott and Courtney. Like, nobody talks about it. That's probably one of the the terms and conditions. And what is it now? This is season four? Three. It's only three. Oh, thinking out loud. Three. So, by the last season of E, they had already been broken up and they were stretching it out way too long. Mm -hmm. Now we have two seasons of the Hulu show. By season three, Scott comes back and they're all just like, oh, he's our brother. We love seeing him. No discussion. Like, how do you like you spent like the the last like tail end of the show on E. Aren't you so sad? Like, are you and Courtney going to get back together? Like all these. Like, and then he's just like asking him weird questions about being single. Like. All right, never mind. How would yeah. you know? <laughs> And I'm like, f- there is definitely something in her contract that says, I will not film with Kim yeah. alone. <laughs> I don't want any one on one seeds with her. Someone, a third party has to be there because I can't yeah. take it, which is fu- for me, that's fine because I feel like if we didn't have this show, if I didn't have Nori's Black Book, I would stop watching this shit. Oh, yeah. Years ago, because it's more like The Simpsons when I say, like, it's just something that's always been on TV. You might watch it. You might not watch. It's kind of like a Housewife franchise. Like, I'm back on the OC right now, and I fell off OC a couple years ago, but I'm back. It's the same thing. I rewatch old episodes of Drag Race, like, so that I can get stuff done during the day. I think what bums me out the most, though, because obviously, like, Natalie and I love discussing this stuff for the sake of discussion. This show is just so disconnected from the current timeline. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there was a time where on the podcast we could talk about, like, current drama. 
And then we talk about the show. And it's like right now, it's like there's barely anything current. And the show is so far behind and super restricted on what they talk about that it's hard to even like draw a connection between the two. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I mean, I'm not tripping because that's where they are in their journey, (laughs) their reality journey. But Courtney, I think I hats off to Courtney, even though this Courtney rant was very, you make points were made. Like Scott definitely was a sperm donor. We talked about that. All valid points. But I think I'm more impressed with the way Courtney has kind of swayed everything in her favor. Like she doesn't have to film as much. She doesn't have to share as much. Um, it's been, I've always been like a Courtney leaning sympathizer, but like, Mm -hmm. I know she's one, she's an older sister and Mm -hmm. she's an Aries. Two things that direct you direct you towards really bossy and really like just a pain in the ass. Yeah. And she definitely has those characteristics. Yeah. But. I think you saw some sympathy for her over the years, but now it's like, okay, yeah. At the end of the day, Courtney's the oldest sister. She's kind of bossy. She's kind of annoying. And she really got like a lucky hand of the draw with the timing. Yeah. Her getting together with Travis and the Mm -hmm. new show starting that I think she was able to be like, throw a weight around a little bit. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm not doing. Um, This is what you're going to take out of the show. So she is a producer. There are producers. That's part of the problem with the show. If you ever wonder, like, what the fuck's going on? They produce, they're, they're they're producers. They have a lot of say. So in what gets aired and stuff. And so that kind of works in Courtney's favor. Cause I mean, as you see, we, it's, it's been all what Lemmy and wedding stuff. Well, that's, that's why Kim, Kim also is like, has four episodes about this Dolce Gabbana thing. And we're like, is anyone going to explain anything else that was going on with the family? Because, like, we could have taken, like, 20 to 30 minutes to learn about this. Like, mm-hmm. And Lemmy, I probably, w- we didn't need to be in the show at all. But yeah. like, <laughs> Well, even when Kendall walked in, I was like, oh, is that a Lemmy meeting you're doing? Since I heard the yeah. word Simon. Oh, first baby. Like, no, no. Maybe we'll check back in on Poosh sometime this season. What's going on with Poosh? What's that? Who's that? We don't know. <laughs> uh, if you have uh, like 25 seconds of Kendall's pregnant horse that we got to believe was Kendall thinking she was going to be pregnant. And that was for 10 minutes. Right. Best. We're still barely starting the fourth episode of Kim talking about the Stolche and Gabbana collaboration. Right, and how straight teeth makes her not evenly balanced. <laughs> straight teeth makes her randy, baby. make you honey. I love straight teeth. What about dick? Do you like dick? Oh God, no! But yeah, everyone teeth? likes straight teeth, Kim. Like, are you a robot, or is was this written by AI? I think you're right. It was a Reddit thread. She's like, oh, perfect. I'll just read from there. Twelve-year-old horny boys said that straight teeth make them. <laughs> Straight teeth just make me so horny. Um, did I already say where to send Tyra Mail? I don't think I did. Tyra Mail. I'm kind of losing my mind a bit, but if I didn't, send it to saybiblepodcast at gmail.com. Say B I B L E podcast at gmail.com. I don't think I have any other announcements. I think we covered everything. Chloe did do a photo shoot. Kim styled it if you're wondering what was wrong with it. Um, 
That's the lighting really washed her out. I was surprised how I did like the bleach blonde on her. Now mm-hmm. that all of the siblings pretty much dabble in the blonde, dabbled in it. I'm trying to remember if Kylie has. I think Kylie has. Yeah, I think they all have. I liked it on Chloe, but yeah, the styling. I don't. I don't know if I had a profound. I think Kim's problem, or not problem, I don't want to say it. The Kim's thing is, even when she was style, creative directing the Dolce Gabbana show, she tries to make the other person look like her. Yeah, it was all it's, stretchy clothes. Yeah. Still wearing, like, a big cross necklace. The lighting was, to your point, very, like, washed out. It was like, okay. And maybe she just gets H-word horny. Making people look like her. Yeah, know. she looked too much like her. Um, she put her in Dolce and Cabana. I'm sure Courtney like fucking flipped the table. <laughs> I like Chloe with the blonde hair, but that's probably because she does look. She looks the best in blonde hair out of all. Of them. Um, not Armenian like the rest of them. I, I was gonna say yeah. She, grave. she doesn't have dark hair and dark features like the rest of them, so she can work a blonde look. But yeah, the she basically styled Kim styled her to look just like her. Um. I would love to get magazine that none of us will ever read. That's yeah, great. La La Oficial Italia. Um, anything else? I'm just looking through. Oh, you know what? Really quickly, uh, there's a rumor on Dumois that Kendall is gonna have a master class on modeling. Yes. <laughs> I when I first heard about that, I was like, "Is she taking the master class? <laughs> will we get to watch her take the class? That's what I want to watch." Is she taking the classroom, Miss J, or what? What's <laughs> happening? Or is any other queer icon can teach Kendall how to walk? Even Kamora Lee, who I think is absolutely out of her mind, but she might be able to teach Kendall to walk. Which, by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, Kamora Lee Simmons and Aoki yes. Lee Simmons have declared yes. war on Russell Simmons, who's in Bali right now hiding from sexual assault charges in America. Russell, I think, is doesn't have a leg to stand on. At all. But also, I just imagine Jordan Woods cackling somewhere. Someone posted that, like, Kimora looked like such a bitch when the whole Jordan thing went down and she was not involved at all. It was like, okay, did you need to be like, stand by your man? No. <laughs> well, I'm like, you had a, a whole bunch of problems apparently going on with your ex-husband who's hiding in Bali and you had the nerve. Bitches are coming around our men. You had the nerve to be in children's business when you and your now ex-husband are like being sued for like fraud. Like she's in a whole bunch of shit that she yeah. should probably just mind her own fucking business in the first place. Yeah. And, and I, I even though I children. And even though I think Russell Simpson's yeah. disgusting, I do not put it past Kamora that she probably stole his money. <laughs> He I probably was like, hey, hold $250 million for me. I'm fleeing the country. And she's like, okay, I cool. That for Aoki and Ming, like, they're just the byproducts of people that probably didn't teach them the appropriate life skills. Like, And bad. there's a speck of me that feels bad for Kimura because she basically was groomed. So she was like 15. She was like 15 and he was 30 when they got together. Yeah. So, like, she's... She's been manipulated too, but that's just no excuse. Yeah, the brain Trash. rot goes deep. The poison drips down, as uh, Kendall Roy said. And then, lastly, before I forget, there a report came out that Chloe's baby originally had the Kardashian last name, and then uh, she changed it to Thompson. Which, por qué? I don't know. I don't know why. You know what I just remembered? Mm. Chloe doing that? Not surprising. 
there was like a non-story that got smushed or maybe just didn't stick so they just forgot about it but supposedly rob and china were seen together oh yeah 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 yeah. jewelry store i think we mentioned this last week did we ever get any further information it wasn't actually rob like and it was china just being shady like did anything ever come of that Mm -mm. it looked like rob's body no shade you know what i mean but it that's what i want to know i feel like i never got answers and i was kind of left Nothing happened. We're going to have to wait till uh, Black China and Tokyo Tony fall out again to get the real tea. Exactly. They're on good terms, unfortunately. So she's not giving us any good stuff. Dang it. I, by the way, Tokyo Tony has like the best sound bites on TikTok. <laughs> like I'm always, I'm not, I get embarrassed easily or else I would do the one where she's like, and then I pause for position <laughs> and <laughs> what, what, what? Your whole fucking head would be off. And then my daughter gonna I'm say, the curb. <laughs> or the concrete. And then my daughter gonna say, You better not use no martial arts. I saw oh, this bitch gonna call the law. <laughs> it's so funny when Santana, Santana, Santana did it. It was hilarious. Tokyo Tony is a fucking gem. And if the Kardashians weren't such scaredy cats, they'd put her on the show. That would be content, nonstop content. But they just, they can't let go of the control. Let Tokyo out of the cage. Like, sh- I'm not watching Zeus, so I can't go over there and watch her. But she, the camera's on, dead ass. When she goes live on TikTok or whatever, it's pure comedy. And she's like dead ass serious. Like, she is jokes. So, like, intertwined in this idea that everything has to be perfect. I'm like, that wasn't how you guys started. Not at all. Give us mess. Give us mess. That Even one word. Rules is giving us mess and they've been on forever. The housewives are giving us mess. Like, give just give a less mess. Fuck. Like, just please, show garbage. Please. That one soundbite of Tokyo going, okay, that's not the point. This is a business, an establishment. And if you were working for me, you'd be fired immediately. <laughs> Judiciously. That, uh, what is it? Don't blow that smoke in my face. Bitch, I'll rock your world. So rock it. Rock it. Rock it. Rock it. Cut the camera's dead ass. Put these people on Hulu. Next week, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But speaking of Hulu, that sister show, The Ten Sisters with Secrets, I don't know what it's called. I was trying to figure out if that was the... Olivia Pope or whatever her name is. No, not Olivia. Olivia Pope. Oh, that TikToker. Is that the girl that used to be, like, dating Joe Jonas? No, no, no. These are, like, ten girls that are... Yeah. They're of color. I don't want to get the country wrong, but they're Muslims. Because Olivia Pulpo, maybe her name was, there was this girl that used to date Joe Jonas. And she has a bunch of sisters, and they got a show at some point. And I was like, I can barely remember that woman's name. No, these people aren't famous, thank God, which makes them okay. way more interesting because they really don't That's give a I fuck. That person was like, is that that girl that dated Joe Jonas? I forgot what country they were. I want to say Pakistan. And they might their their family migrated over here, but their dad died, and there's like ten of them. But they all have secrets. It's just it's a. I'm like, this is what we're missing: mess and just debauchery. Willing to be messy. People be willing to be. And they're like gorgeous too. Like they're just insanely beautiful. The Kardashians don't want to be messy anymore. That's fine. Then give us like strictly Chip and Joanna Gaines style content. Yeah. Don't talk to us for three episodes <laughs> of all these like deep things that you're worried about with your sister. 
like we don't need that just be like here's the thing that i made here's the show bye and put them on and, <laughs> and it's interesting too because this um show the sister show on hulu which i'm going to get you the name of it right now oh sisters in secrethood Ooh. the sus oh god i can't that so don has the traveling pants right <laughs> yeah didn't you see i posted as my favorite movie about friendship <laughs> I've never seen it. I Lively <gasps> was in it. <laughs> what? Ashley Judd is in it. Oh, oh the- Ashley Judd. Oh, you know what? You're talking about the pants one. I was talking about the Yaya Secrethood. Never mind. Oh. We're talking about two different movies. See, I don't even know the difference between it because I haven't seen the that one either. Oh my god, uh-huh. the traveling pants one. Yeah, is Blake Lively, America Ferrera, and them. Oh, okay. And the Yaya Sisterhood is Ashley Judd and like Sandra Bullock. Okay, I do love Ashley Judd because she was in the very horrible movie of that movie where Natalie Portman gets pregnant and has birth in a Walmart. As like lives in a Walmart. <laughs> yeah. He's living in like a tent in a Walmart. I read it. I never read books anymore and I read that whole book and then it became one of the worst movies and I was like, well, should probably start reading different books because we don't have a good track record, but it's fine. I know. The Yaya Sisterhood is my favorite movie about friendship. <laughs> Someone listening right now is cracking up because if you've seen that movie, it is crazy. But um, I forgot what I was even saying. I forgot what point I was making before Find we... secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood. Before we launched... What were we talking about before that? Who knows? You're giving me your ADHD. Thanks a lot. This different than Practical Magic? Yes, bitch, but it's just as good. <laughs> I think I've seen this one though, where they're doing a little like seance dance. Oh, they do do a little yaya dance, but it's not. It's not Practical Magic. It's not on that shit. Like when they're really doing the lime and the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> when they're bringing back to dead from the dead, her ex husband with a bottle of tequila. <laughs> And like, you know what? That movie's good. It sounds crazy when I talk about it, but that movie makes me cry. That movie can make, it makes me cry when she's begging the aunts to bring back her ex-husband. And it makes me cry when like they're trying to save Jill from the possession. And I don't even have a sister. And I was like, oh my God, don't let her die. <laughs> and I'm not even a witch. Like I, there's nothing in there or a white oh, Nothing in there I should be able to relate to. And I'm boo-hooing Actress on Practical Magic. <laughs> Great. You know what else I've been watching for a good cry? I have not watched Queen uh, Charlotte on Netflix, which I should just watch it. I I just have a really hard time with period pieces. I I do too. I couldn't watch Bridgerton. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into Bridgerton. However, I've been watching just clips of it on YouTube and I will just start like crying because I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. I don't know if I can watch a whole episode, but. You get into it. You know, it's like one of those things when um, Bong, I forget his, I forget his full name, but the guy who made Parasite uh, talked about how Americans are dumb and they can't deal with <laughs> subtitles so they don't watch foreign films, which I think is accurate. It's only accurate for me but, if I'm in bed. Like, if I'm in bed, I can't watch. I will watch a Korean movie where they're speaking Korean. But if it's period British, 
I just have like a really strong of Do you love me? And you're like, oh, turn this shit off. (laughs) My sister was so obsessed with Pride and Prejudice and like all the Jane Austen stuff. I just like, it's the one thing I like can't get into. I'm like, it could be a fully foreign film and I will watch it with the subtitles. But when like people are telling me Bridgerton or like Queen Charlotte or my mom was really into, um, uh, Outlander or whatever, the Diane Gabaldurin novels that became a book. I'm just like, I can't. There were so did no you clothes. so did you they don't have a bathroom and they're talking in accents? <laughs> so did you not see Man in the Iron Mask because of that? Oh, I love that. Let's be honest. Well, I was gonna say, was please tell me. Leonardo DiCaprio at that time, but it was also pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I was obsessed with that movie. And younger, then I remember younger me always did period pieces. Older me. Oh, okay. I just Man in the Iron Mask like rocked my world so much so there was an issue of Teen People and a Man in the Iron Mask poster came in it. I like took that thing out so fucking carefully, bitch. I'm sure, my sister had that one. Yeah, my oh, friend yeah. loved Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, the Four Musketeers. My sister was obsessed with. Oh yeah, I don't want to watch that. Here's no. plus one. Do yeah. you love me? The older period stuff doesn't bother me, but nowadays when I'm like sitting at home. And I'm an adult and I'm thinking about taxes and like <laughs> my health care, like stuff you have to deal with that they didn't have I'm to deal like, with. Like, back watch then. Queen Charlotte. I'm like, no. No, I can't. You watch it. I'll watch a clip, but I can't do the whole thing. I like, yeah, I used to like um Always Sunny for the 17,000th time. I fucked with that Drew Barrymore that was kind of like Cinderella, but it was called Happily Ever After, I believe. Oh, that was my shit too. Don't even tell me how many times my mother, my mother and my sister. Real big into Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. Lots of period stuff. They always watch the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice that was like 87 tapes long. They loved Ever After so much. I swear to God. They would rewind it. If they got to the end of it and they were like, I just missed that one scene. They would rewind it. Wow. That's crazy. I, I probably would have loved that. When I was younger, I would be like home and they'd be like, my sister would come back from work and she'd be like, oh, I didn't, you guys watched Ever After? Like, I'm going to watch it now. They would restart it. Oh, no, that's too much. And that's a long-ass movie. That's they not like some little time. Disney movie. I've seen restart. every hour of Ever After. <laughs> a million times. I'm joking. By the way, just a manifest that puts it out there. You can't I even rewind anymore. <laughs> I would die to meet Drew Barrymore. Like, I think I would cry yeah. if I met Drew Barrymore. If she, like, crawled on my lap or, like, got on her knees in front yeah. of me. I wrote that in my journal. That's so person. I'd be like, I, I want to sit in a chair, have her cr- fucking cat crawl to me and tell me how wonderful I am and how strong of a person I am. And I just. Well, in the, the Kardashians, especially Kim, take note. Drew was like very like unaffected, like very authentic. Drew came from like a long line of aristocrat like hollywood people she was like doing drugs at like age five yeah she was doing lines of coke at studio 54 at six years old like whatever she's doing now is because she feels like it yeah at 10 she's ordering a dirty martini like anything you think you're doing please (laughs) fucking please um and also just to end 
if you need something to watch speaking of foreign films, this is for you too. It's a French film on Netflix, but it's dubbed in English. So you don't have to read, but it's called Nothing to Hide. It is this really great movie, French movie, where a group of friends have a dinner party and they all agree to put their cell phones in the middle of it, of the table. And they have to read out loud their last text message. And it is crazy, bitch. It's such a good movie. I don't, it has 83% on Rotten Tomatoes and six out of 10 on IMDb, which is crazy. It, the concept of it is fresh. There's a lot of twists and turns. Like it is great. It's a French movie, but again, it's dubbed in English, so you'll be fine. Nothing to hide is amazing. Mm. That's it. Maybe that's the next podcast. Talk about TV shows. Who knows? We can talk about other stuff besides. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we just lit up talking about uh, anything that's not this. Yeah, exactly. All right. Have a good day, night, weekend, whatever you're having. I'll talk to you later. Bye.